Hey there, I'm Kara Clank. I'm Christy Coffey. And I'm Megan Gailey. And we're the hosts of Let's Talk About Text, a podcast where three gals talk about all the dirty little secrets that are within their text thread as friends. It's really nasty. We're the best friends you wish you had. It's not that nasty. You can text with us, though. So find Let's Talk About Text anywhere on the Starbirds Network where you find your podcasts. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. Twelve original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash p-r-e-s-s. It's a good deal. Dear Pound Puppies, the Poundcast is back. Sorry for the delay. I really need to record more of these, I guess, but I get busy, man. I'm making two Red Crew videos. I'm, I'm walking my dog. I'm thinking up funny tweets for you guys. I'm arguing with Brent about season three of Pound House. I'm staring at bugs that I'm finding crawling around. Anyway, okay, let's keep this intro short and sweet. Today we have the author and girlfriend, Carmiel Banaski. Her debut novel, The Suicide of Claire Bishop, is out now. See the podcast page for further details about how you can get yourself a copy. We also have Brett Weinbach, who is a podcast favorite. I think this is a pretty good episode. We talked for a while. We discuss relationships, movies, feminism. We talk about how you can be an internet fairy. We also answer a lot of your questions, which is really fun. So send in your questions to the Poundcast Facebook page. Look at that. Or email me anytime at poundcastmail at gmail.com. Send questions, send drops, send requests to poundcastmail at gmail.com. Now. So, if you want to support the Poundcast, it's really easy. You can donate on the Poundcast page at feralaudio.com. Another easy way to support the Poundcast is when you buy stuff on Amazon, click on the Amazon link, also on the Poundcast page. doesn't cost you a cent. Uh, we have a Poundcast app. If you have an iPhone, you can, you can buy the Poundcast app for 99 cents. Also, I have a few VHS tapes left. If you want one, email me at poundcastmail at gmail.com. Okay, one more commercial, and then we will be back with Carmel Banaski and Brent Weinbach. Um, remember that guy, Mike Kennedy, who wrote 
Knockout, a manual for success. Yeah. He was the very first sponsor of the Poundcast. Oh, nice. Well, you can grab his book on Amazon and knockoutsuccess.com in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook form. But he also made a comedy web series called Jingle Boys. Ooh, really? With a Z. Okay. Check it out on YouTube. Sure. It's Jingle Boys with a Z. All right. Jingle Boys is a five-episode short comedy series about two terrible marketing guys who write jingles for customers that are broke or nearly homeless. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Feel like binge-watching them all? Yeah. Well, they're all... Episodes are on YouTube. All right. All right. Search Jingle Boys with a Z. Or go to JingleBoys.com. Remember, that's boys with a Z. Okay. Yeah. That's the best. That's a great last wow. note. That is the best. I think we improved upon that song. Thank you for tuning in to the Poundcast once again. This week, we have Carmiel Banaski, author of the brand new book, The Suicide of Claire Bishop. Author, novelist, (laughs) girlfriend. I am. I wear many hats. And we got Brent Weinbach too. <laughs> and we got Brent Weinbach over here. Yeah. What's up, Brent? What you been up to? What do you got going on? Oh, just you know, working on little things here and there. Working on some projects. Yeah. You ever write a book? No, no. I, I've never done that. I've got much respect for uh, Carmiel here. Well, I've never written a. TV show like you guys. That's cool. I respect you Yeah, guys. but a book, that's <laughs> classic. I mean, a that, book. That's timeless. That's, cla- yeah, that's right. a timeless classic. That's, that a, signet, that's back, a signet classic I mean, right there. That goes back to the Bible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically, I'm writing in the tradition Bi- of the Bible. Books go back to the Bible. <laughs> the books, go, books go all the way back to the Bible. So I have way more pressure on me than you guys. I mean, TV, there's you a... There's, you, you, have you don't years, have any pressure. Heritage to live up to. You have years and years of a... Of of uh, you know of writings to live up to. I know it's a lot of pressure on my shoulders. It's how do you write a book? As good as how the Bible. You, how do you deal with that pressure? How do you write a book? 
You just do you come? Do you start with the end? Do desk you start day. with the end and you work your way back. Do you use a pencil? <laughs> do you use a pencil or a pen? Um, I, I use a computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old school. <laughs> yeah. Old school. Well, classic. Little That's do you know classic. that the Bible was written on a computer. Like a, you, you mean like a word, pro- like like a word processor? Yeah, the Bible was like, written on a tablet. Like a word processor? <laughs> on the first tablet. You think somebody yes. car- like carved it out with a with a chisel and a hammer? <laughs> with their blood using a feather. Tablets. And some uh, lambskin. Ramskins. <laughs> Rams. When did you start writing your book? I started six years ago. And how long did it take to complete it? Well, it took a year to write the first draft and then five years of revision. It took a long time. Revision. Revision. You know? Wait, <laughs> one year to write it? I, I, yeah, I wrote the first draft pretty quickly in one year. And how, then, how long was the first draft? And then I spent the, first, the next four, five years fixing the problems that I had created for myself. What, what is a problem? Oh, I mean, I had this this story that was just huge and I didn't know how to tell it until, you know, so many more drafts later, I was able to hold it all in my head at once. But at first it was just um, a monster of a story. And how can you hold, I mean, the novel is a weird form. How can you hold this huge map of a thing in your head all at once? It takes a lot of, a lot of time chiseling away. So I, I write. I overwrite and then I cut back. Do you like chiseling? I like chiseling. Do you like men who are chiseled? No. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Do you like other men who are chiseled? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not big on chiseled muscles. You don't have a history of chiselers in your life. Mm-mm. Um, and do you? Who are your favorite contemporary writers mm-hmm. these days? Well, I actually, you know, went to school with a bunch of wonderful writers who are all have books right now at the same time, which is amazing to see oh, really? my friends succeed and to celebrate together with them. So Alexandra Kleeman is really great and Matthew Salasis. And I really love Michael and Dace and he did the English patient. That's the one everyone knows because of the movie. And do you like, um, Don DeLillo. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about books. I used to dream about being a Broadway singer before I dreamt about being a writer. Really? So we should just keep singing you like for Broadway? the next two hours. You like Broadway singing? Yeah, What's your I favorite musical? I just watched Into the Woods, uh-huh. the movie version, the uh-huh. new one. How do you... It was okay. Like, what computer do you I use? Just didn't, I Like reading a novel, just reading a novel, that's a lot of work. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> like how yes. you, how are you gonna write one? You know what I mean? Right. No, it's hard. You're right. It's hard. It's hard to hold all those characters in my head. It was hard to do you feel like figure out how they how they can become real people. Now why did you want to make this novel? Because you that's the job you wanted, so you better get started? Or you it's something no. that needed the story that needed that was in you that had to be told. Yeah, something like that. Isn't you know, I, I really liked short stories before that. You know, they're they're not easier to write necessarily, but they take less time. And uh, and I resisted writing a novel. But then I landed on this material, and it couldn't be a short story. Are there rules there are, when you're writing? There are rules. Constraints help generate ideas sometimes. I don't think I played around with enough rules. I, I kind of put rules on the book as I was revising 
in order to find the structure of it. Are you a prisoner of your own writing? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think I have a good relationship with writing. I think it's a there's a give and take. It's it's a really equal relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe more equal than any real relationship. Are there certain characters in your book that you don't like? No. You love them all? Yeah, equally. I really love them. Like, like I actually children? feel a feel lot like of affection kid? for them and I cry when I do horrible things to them. Really? I do when I'm writing and I and and um, you know, I do. You, and that's your <laughs> ultimate goal: is you want other people to. Well, I don't necessarily like tears are kind of a cheap measure of success, I think, but they're one measure, but not necessarily the you know most authentic measure. Like something you could cry over might not you might not remember it two weeks later, but something you don't cry over could last longer in your life. Can you can you without. Spoiling too much, can you give us one example of you doing something to a character of yours that you made you cry? Oh, I, yeah. My main character has Alzheimer's, and I just kind of make her brain wither away. It's really sad. Does the, does the Alzheimer's, <laughs> is that, when does that start happening? Later in the book. Uh-huh. So you don't know she has it for a while. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I said okay. without it spoiling really too much. It doesn't really spoil it. So, so it doesn't start with her, you don't know about the Alzheimer's, and then it hap- starts no, happening. No, but... Her, she has a fear of going crazy all her life. She's, she thought that she had this hereditary disease in her family, and then it turns out she doesn't. So then she has this whole life that she thought was going to be cut short in a way, and then she is kind of stuck in this marriage that she didn't really love. And so she, so it's always like madness and delirium and um, like something like Alzheimer's. This la- la- loss of control of the brain is kind of on her mind now, all her life how did when when did you cry exactly did you cry once you wrote the word <laughs> alzheimer's or what, what how, how did it happen I, you know, i don't know I, I do remember crying while i was writing you were just straight up typing away was, yeah, on the computer crying. Day. careful don't <laughs> just lean over it you might short that thing out <laughs> those tears <laughs> well and then that's not yeah, a concern and then i and then when i reread it I still felt as strongly and I might've cried again. So that, that made me feel good that I like my, whatever I wrote was still having the same emotional impact. You should have had a sound bite of a, an electric, like an electric shock or something like that. Right? I'm going to cry on your computer. So, um, uh, so you didn't, when you first had the idea, okay, I'm going to have to give, I'm going to have to give her Alzheimer's. Is that, did you start to feel bad about that? Yeah, I guess you're playing God with these characters. They become really real to you, these people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Did I mean, ever... and at first they weren't, and that, and that's why I knew something was wrong, and I had I really had to go back and uh, live in them. When you write characters, it, honey. or when you when you flesh them out to a certain degree, did they seem like they really existed to you? And do you can you picture them completely, from head to toe? What they look like and what they sound like. And who would everything. play if you made the movie? Who would play young Claire? Claire. <laughs> young Claire. Well, she is told that she looks a little like Lauren Bacall, but she doesn't agree. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. But West, I did picture as um, the Jake Gyllenhaal, kind of like a kind of like a buff, <laughs> no. like a buff Brent Weinbach. <laughs> yeah, a buff buff. Brent Weinbach say three times fast. I'm a Gyllenholic. <laughs> no, the guy from Breaking Bad. Jesse. Jesse. 
Jesse. <laughs> what did Jesse. you do, Jesse? Yeah. I, Jesse. I don't know. Just kind of like a, a little bit nerdy. Maybe not acting like him. Brian Can- you're talking about Brian Cranston? Like yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> no, not Cranston. No, the young Jess- guy. Pinkman. Pinkman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jesse. Yo, Mr. White. Yo, Mr. White. Jesse. No, what's his catchphrase? What? Bitch. No, that wasn't right. Yeah, too much of an accent on that one. Yo, Mr. Bitch. White. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. White. Yeah, Mr. White. Jesse, what did you do with the money, Jesse? <laughs> Jesse. We work together. I feel we should break bread together. I would like to come to my house for dinner. That's that's the evil that's guy. That's Gus. Yeah. And then there's this guy, too. What do you want, Walt? What do you want, Walter? Walter? Go you? go home to your family, Walter. He calls Walt. He calls uh, Walter a bitch. To, uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Do the bitch. bitch <laughs> do the bitch line. Bitch. I kind of don't remember how he says that word, the b word. But no, he, no, no. He don't need no help. He's. A- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Bitch? What about, what about um, the guy they kill? Skyler. I saw him in Echo Park once. Who? The really nice one who's also a chemist. Who was gonna? Oh yeah, that guy. Uh, no, the, the Gl- no, no. I know Glenn. you're talking about. His name is like Art or something Glenn like that. Or something. Glenn or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like living in his apartment. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> living in his apartment. <laughs> yeah, he's like living in his apartment. Yeah, the nice guy. The nice guy. Yeah. It's yeah. something like a Galen or something like that, right? Yeah. I think it's Ga- Neil names. or Galen or something like Neil that. Gaiman. <laughs> Neil Gaiman. <laughs> That's another good writer. He's an writer. A writer. A writer. So who do you like? Do you like um, Herman Hesse? You like, I do uh, you like, like Herman Hesse. I always call him Herman Hesse. Oh, yeah. Well, Is it hey, Hesse? You, well, you're the expert. I, mean, you know, I, thought it was, I thought it was Hesse, but you're the, you're the writer. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, got, I bought Siddhartha for Doug. I don't think he's read it yet. Though. Oh, you know, what, well, you know what my Herman Hesse book is? Is um, Damien. Oh, no, have I haven't read, read that it, one? No. Well, that's the good one. Brett, that's have you the read the one. book, The Incident of the Dog at, in the Nighttime? Mm. No, I don't know what that is, no. We should read it. We should read it together. <laughs> yeah. That was the only book I read that where I cried. I uh, cried at the end of that You book. didn't cry at the end of my book? I think you cried. I'm just kidding. I was on you a know. plane when I finished your book. I, it's okay. You it's, don't have to cry. No, but if you're on a plane, that makes it easier to cry. Maybe I, I, I might have welled up a little bit. It was just sort of like... It, you're, I don't want to say anything, but... No spoiler alerts about the book, but you know, it was a bittersweet kind of story. You know? Yeah. Happiness, sadness, <laughs> it's all there. Well, but what enough about, about the... these books. Let's talk about other stuff. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about magazines, you know? People want to <laughs> that's really, that's where, that's, where the, that's where the writing is really at. Hey, now. Well, People... what about you guys with TV writing? Like, do you uh, fall in love with your own characters that are you? Do you love you? <laughs> in that way? Um, do you cry when you write? Uh, when bad things happen to Doug on the pound house? <laughs> no, I think I think there's less investment probably. You know, I think like when you write a book, you're just, I mean, I, you know, I've written feature length screenplays before, but they're not, I don't think there's as much investment maybe as when you're writing a novel. I mean, how, how long is your book? 300 pages? Almost 400. 400 pages. That's a lot. And that there's not even any spacing when the dialogue happens, you know? So that's, I mean, those are, those are 400 full pages. And, um, I think you probably get a lot more, um, you, you know, you get a lot more intimate with the characters you're creating when you're writing a book, I'd imagine, you know, and therefore a little more vulnerable when you're doing bad things to them. When do you get vulnerable, Brent? I never get vulnerable. We got some questions from the Poundcast 
email page. We can mix it up a little bit, unless you want to keep talking about your book. Go for it. I think, you know, the point is, Carmiel wrote a novel <laughs> that's pretty cool. You going to go on a book tour? I am. It's a major accomplishment. What cities, to, are you, what cities are you going to? I'm going to New York and Boston and D.C. and Phoenix and Portland twice. How can they find these dates if they wanted to come? They can go to my website, carmielbanaski.com. Do you, have, you, have cli- you, have cl- do you have clips on that website? I do. You got clips? You got, got clips of the book? <laughs> no, not of the book, You got links to the pound house? I do. I should put links to the pound oh, house you, you, you do actually have an <laughs> audio book of it, version of it, right? Yeah. That you read yourself? No, no. Two actors read it because it's oh, really? a two-voice novel, a man and a woman protagonist, and so there's two actors. Oh, it's like Gone Girl. <laughs> no. This is like the new, this is the Gone Girl for the new generation. See, I feel like maybe that writer, oh, I have no idea. I've never read the book, but with the movie, it made me feel like they didn't love those characters. Like there's, there was no, um, I didn't feel like there was a love between the filmmaker and those mm-hmm. characters. I, I didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Fair and did you, um, uh, and so there's no clips of the audio book? You can hear a sample on Audible. Oh, yeah? Okay. Who are the actors? Carol Monda is one, and I can't remember the name of... Maybe Doug wants to look it up. Where do those actors come from? They're voice actors in New York. They do audiobooks professionally Mm -hmm. all the time. They've done other books that I've listened to. And they're lovers. And they must be lovers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They are now after working on this book together. No, but the actress really loved the books, and she's reached out, and I'm going to meet her in New York. Oh, really? Oh, that's so, neat. That's nice. Is she young or old? I have no idea, but her voice is very sultry and sexy. Really? So, and I can't, I really have no clue how old she we, is. We were just talking about earlier before we started recording how nice your voice is. I Don't I have a nice radio voice, Doug? She could be on I've NPR. I've been told NPR. all my life that I have Let's do it. Let's voice. pretend like we're on NPR. Yeah. Hello, this is Mike, Marco Werman. This is uh, First Thing in the Morning. Uh and let's go to Carmel Banaski. She's on the scene in Oakland where there has been a mass shooting, where a nun opened fire at a old folks' home and Actually, almost shot someone. Th- thank you. Um, uh, we've been mistaken. There's not been a shooting. Uh, it was actually a, a little girl with a pixie stick and... I don't want to make fake bad news. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she, you know, she'll believe it really happened. She'll, she'll start to really feel for those characters who died, and she'll start crying right here on the podcast. You Carmi, want me to cry? Carmi, do you feel like you have to, I think you said this before, like, make your voice sound cuter at certain points? Do you think you're making your voice sound cuter right now because you're on the radio? Right now? <laughs> when did I say or is this? In what normal, context is this did I say Is this your normal that? voice? I think I'm speaking my normal voice, but now you're making me really subconscious, and now I'm going to lower my voice just in case that I've raised it. What about my voice? No, no, you, you didn't really say, you just said that, like, girls, that's just something girls do. Oh, you know, it like, is sometimes, if, if they answer yeah. the phone and they're, it depends if they're, like, what position they are in the dynamic of the conversation. It's completely like how, how do you alter your, it's completely subconscious. I'm sure oh. I do it, too. You, you make your voice cuter. Well, well there's... You can't get much cuter than this, but... Come on, there's a boyfriend voice you guys have done on the phone with your girlfriends. Not me, I keep it... Like, you raise your voice, I I keep it real. And and with women... Well, when you're on stage, you know, I'm I'm probably like... 
I, I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm putting on a little act. Well, no, on I stage, different, on but. stage, you're performing, you're projecting, you know, that, that, and that manifests itself in different ways. You know, you, when you project yourself on stage, it's, that's a, that's a whole nother ballpark. But when you're talking to somebody on the phone, you're trying to sound sexy as hell right now. Right now? No, it's just, you know what it is though? I guess it's the, uh, the, the headphone. I yeah, just sound hear, out. Hearing your own voice. Hearing your own voice makes you, makes you talk you a certain love way, your I guess. Own voice, yeah. you know, I love it. my own voice. Well, okay, but I'm, I'm curious about this whole thing about <laughs> when you're talking on the phone, you do try to sound cute sometimes? No, no, to, no. To There's a boyfriend? No, no. Okay. What if you uh, want customer service and it's like, let's pretend you're calling to get your phone fixed. Hello, this is Chad. I'm, uh, your AT&T representative, is this, uh, can I get the last four digits Hi. of your phone number, please? Yes, um, um, six, seven, three, three, and, um, <laughs> that was fake, that was fake. And, like, when, when, uh, when really, do girls, really when do girls cue, in, in general, not you, but when do girls cue up their voice? Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hi. Hi, it's me. Hi, who, Doug. Who is this? Hi, it's me, Brent. <laughs> Hello? That's good. Brett does that when he See, calls me. He, he wants me to think he's cute. He wants me to think he's cute. Hello, hi Doug. Yeah. Hi, it's me. Hi, I met you at the par- I met you at the show last night. <laughs> I love your act. I think you're really funny, and um, I'd like to get to know you somehow. So just let's get something to eat sometime, and we can, <laughs> you know, talk about things. <laughs> no, really, w- women are. Th- there's some something we learned a long time ago where, you know, the the, the higher voice somehow. Um, is cuter. Jay's uh, here in the. Just keep continuing. Is, is um. Hey Jay, we're doing a podcast hi. here. Hi Jay. We're we have the podcast going, and we have in the other room in this in the studio, well, the other studio. Yeah. Two we have um in the uh, edit bay. We have uh, two wet crew is busy preparing for our big show this Sunday with Martin Short. Yeah. So by the time this airs. Maybe that'll have happened already. Anyway, sorry, Carmi. Back to... Uh, no, I'm just saying that um, s- somewhere along the way we learned certain ideas about femininity and uh, our roles in society. And I think that we, it's the higher voice is actually is not to get something. It is to make oneself smaller. And I think we, a lot of women, maybe me included, do that subconsciously. Um, why do you want to be smaller? Yeah, why do To you take be- up less space in the world. We At some point we were... You want to be told, submissive, actually. We were told that we that we should take up as little space as possible, and you know that's why women have more hunched shoulders, and we don't like sit with our legs spread out like this. Are you serious? You know? Yes, there's because there's these, nothing between there to no, air out. There's all these um, oh, signifiers, these physical and you know audible signifiers of. Of the patriarchal society. Well, but I mean, there are some women, though, who are... Okay, I'm, so, bringing the, I'm just saying that what about word those on your women, podcast, yes. <laughs> what, about, what about those women who come out, like, all the backs are straight, and they have these voices... Shots that, fired. Patriarchal society. <laughs> patriarchal the, society. Am I, am I part of the problem or part of the Some women's solution? voices are deeper. The, here's the thing. I'm, I'm all, uh, you want me to talk about this stuff? Well, I'll talk do it. about let's it. Ta- let, my next question is going to be, what's the worst thing about me? <laughs> okay. 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 You guys are amazing. You're my friends, and I respect everything you do. You're super. You're super liberal, guys. You're super progressive. But I, but I think I think that because you hold that story about yourself, I am a progressive male. Maybe I even identify as a feminist. That means that you think you are immune to actually perpetrating some of the more subtle. Wrongs. Shots fired. 
and you're not immune. It's just something, and it's not your fault. You just, you were raised that way. Just like I was raised in another way to, to make myself smaller. You were raised to, to, to also ask me to make myself smaller. <laughs> and you don't, and they're just the tiniest things. It's do you think just, that I make, that I try to, add up. Do, I, do I oftentimes try to make myself big? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're sitting like this. and No, I don't know. Big up. I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't studied you. I'll study you from Ooh, now study on. me, actually. Yeah. So far, I mean, from what you have been able to study of me, what can you tell me about my bigness? <laughs> well, let's see. I don't think, actually, Brent, I think that you do not try to take up a lot of space. Even subconsciously, you don't sit big, you know? Huh. But I think that you probably do know how to, what you need, like, to get on stage and stuff, you probably do Dominate make a room. yourself big enough physically backstage before you enter on stage or something. I don't know. What do you do? Do you like stand up straight before you walk out? I just, I use stage? a pump, you know, and I just stick, <laughs> I just stick in, I start pumping and then I'm, when I'm out, I'm big. I'm so big. Yeah. I don't even need to use extends. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, I last sure? long too. I last long too on stage. <laughs> Hell yeah. I increase my size and last longer on stage. But, but when, I mean, but you, but, be, he, but sometimes girls go up and sometimes they go down. When do they go down? When they're talking to a little girl? Go down. Oh, they're... Uh, Actually, they, when they're trying to know, sound I, sexy, too, I think, right? I don't know. I think they I go don't know, up guys. Try, I don't know. trying to be sexy. <laughs> but there's definitely a radio lab about it. When they're it, trying to be all listen. pretty and sexy, they go up a little bit. No, they both. I mean, sometimes they... Oh, yeah. Tell but me it's more. not about trying. Like, it's not... It's, <laughs> I, just, I swear it's subconscious. It's not... You can't you say wear, they're trying do you, to do this thing. Do you wear briefs or boxer briefs? I don't think we should worry about that stuff. Because then if you're analyzing everything... Every single action you do in your life, then it's like, I mean, it's like of course, if you're like, if your legs are spread and you're taking up all this space on the subway, and there's like a woman and she can't sit down because your your big crotch is in the way, then fine. But if you're if like you don't want to be the same even middle robotic person with the same exact voice all day and all night, like sometimes you want to throw a little spice into it. <laughs> Spice up oh, your yeah, you know, so Sometimes so you're sometimes you, you know you can't just be this this robot. Sometimes you want to sound. No, you sometimes you're up. Sometimes you're big. Sometimes you're small. Don't you want to know what, what? Aren't you curious about what society's effect is on our voices? Isn't that interesting? Because I mean, I want to. I, I want to be in my. But you do, and you don't know you do. And isn't it more interesting to know that, even if you don't want to change it? And you know, you don't want to. Don't you? want to just be aware of your of where your actions and behaviors come from i think it's fascinating and you know and and the, the spreading out of the legs on the subway is like the most obvious the of spreading those of things the legs. well the that's just, of the legs. it's just rude for people to take up more space but you think yeah. it's a man thing well that that is it's it's a machismo thing machismo <laughs> Machismo. It's like a Cheddar? Ma- macho. What are we about? <laughs> it's, a, it's a macho thing. It's like a um, hell yeah, macho. That's what I'm all about. I'm a, I'm in a macho cheese. Speaking of machismo, macho cheese, <laughs> macho cheese. And you know now there's there's shaming though. There's whole you know Twitter feeds and blogs about you know with pictures of are you people who do that? Right? Are you fat shaming? Are you a hardcore um, feminist? Yeah, you're hardcore. Well, I don't know. I don't I mean, think I'm, she's I'm that a, hard. She's I'm not that hard. Feminist, so when it comes to... I don't to, care about... If you can call me a hardcore, it's not an insult. She's not a hardcore because I've said jokes that are borderline like... I mean, I don't think they're borderline at all. I don't think they're mean, but they're using language that can... If you're hardcore, you can't... Like certain words you can't even say. 
Well, I don't well, know. I know you've offended other people and that things that I haven't been offended by. You, you, that's how she's not a f- hardcore. Uh-huh. No, but, but that's not. You do become to a certain degree. You talk about being small, but you become big when it comes to feminism a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah see that? Big. I just said the word feminism. She sat up in her well, I just, back straight. I I'm going to plug in my laptop. You can talk to her for one minute. I don't want to ever um, uh, diminish feminism. by. I don't think anyone should be afraid to say I'm a hardcore, whatever, whatever on the spectrum. I am a feminist, period. And um, and I don't think, I know there's there's been lots of backlash. You know, feminism had a bad name for a while. I think it's being reclaimed pretty um, seriously since this book Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay um, you know people call themselves bad feminists um, who maybe I don't know maybe I'm a bad feminist in that category but uh, Is, do you um, are, um, do you think that some feminists are foolish no no you- I think that any a feminist who's foolish might be there's this big thing I um, that's going around in the writing community right now, which is Roxane Gay, the woman who wrote Bad Feminist, was in a um, on a panel with Erica Zhang, Zhang oh, okay. who had a book in, that was really popular in the seventies, and um, and she was always, you know, she was a very like um, sexually active, you know, very uh, vocal person about her sexuality, and um, before that was cool, and. Uh, but she is super white, um, and she just kind of has this idea that feminism was always really. Uh, are you bored with this? That feminism was uh, has always been super inclusive of of all cultures and colors, but it really hasn't been. It's been hard for people of color, no matter in whatever subculture mm-hmm. or ism. So nope. I don't know. So yes, yeah, so that's that's not the kind of feminism I would get behind. Is I I feel like, you know, you know, Your Freud, listeners are gonna love this. Freud talks, I think I'm gonna lose half of my listeners. Oh by, shit! You asked me to talk about this stuff. I know. <laughs> Freud talks about, but I never says be, never use those 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 trigger words. A feminist, it's a trigger word for <laughs> men like me. Well, the- is there such thing as a masculinist? Yeah. What's up with that? What are masculinists? Now, here's the question, like, why can't you just be uh, a humanist? Also, what why about... Is, why, you know, why can't you just be... Treat all people... Like, what is the deal with... Because there's already an imbalance, I think she would say. There's already an imbalance already. So, so what if that, it swings the other way? Then feminists are bad guys. Well, you got to swing it until it becomes... Until balanced. it's equal. And then, and then you can stop being a feminist. Is it ever going to be equal? Will you stop being a feminist? Yeah, will you stop being even? a feminist once you get even? Will you, will you... Yes or no? Back straight, mm, yes or no? Okay, no. Back straight, yes no, or no? Because, because no, there, because, because there's this heritage of oppression. What, why would I want to forget that? You know, Because it, once the oppression is done... It's not about forgiving, it's just not about not forgetting, so it's not repeated. There's no oppression done. It's like, you know, are we... We had the civil rights movement, are we totally past racism? No. Can't compare. <laughs> Can't compare. I mean, well, what about Black Lives Matter? You can't. You can't say this that. Like, all a, this is such a. This subject is too. You are, well, you brought it up. You said humanism versus feminism. That's, that's this, the logical this, next. I got an idea. Way to segue into something else. Is do you guys talk about these kind of things um, in your private time? Sometimes, and so then Doug 
gets uh, he get, hurt the day I get really uh, excited about it. Do you guys talk about like? <laughs> yell at him do you, are you guys just like lying? I think you can just kind of talk about it to your blue in the face, and you, then she has her point of view, which I understand. But at the same time, I think I don't know. You got I, I, I can't express myself properly with this kind of stuff. Like, I, a, look, like, I I just want the best for everybody, but I don't. Typical, like, typical white man response. Yeah. Listen, it, it's about turning your lens inward. No matter what you're talking about, it's about looking at where where am I racist? You know, you you have to just admit that you're able, you are capable of being racist, even if you're the most progressive person. Not well, me. Do you think Not you me. are, Brent? I'm never, sure. Never. I don't. I, I think and the same is true of sexism. Like we're just we're mm-hmm. we, we're always trying to. It's all the same to me. We're always trying to. <laughs> Revise ourselves and make ourselves better. But right? maybe, maybe proclaiming that you're a feminist is sort of like there's something about it that's saying that you're. Then, is it is it like a victim thing where it's like I'm a victim, so no. I, do you think you're a victim? You think you're a victim? No. They should call it victimism. Maybe it's, that's. It's a, about, I think that's what I think that's what the problem is. It's like I don't know. It's like it's dividing. It's I feel like it's somehow it divides. You know what I mean? It's like you're the feminist and. Someone who's not is not. Look, and, uh, it's I'm going to say this. Something kind of divisive I'm, I'm about I'm a progressive it. man. You no. know? I'm a progressive person. So am I. And, you know, I just think that, you know, sometimes women just don't know their place. <laughs> and, you know, when yeah. they do know their place, I mean, we don't have, that's, that's fine. And when they don't know uh-huh. their place, there's going to be problems, you know? I'm just saying there's going to be problems. <laughs> what would you do, Brent? Well, I'll just have to put them in their place. <laughs> No, these are jokes. This is a joke. Okay, this is a joke, obviously. No, you're joking. Yeah, I know, I'm just joking. I'm know. joking, too. Everything I say is kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get it. Everything. You get the voice went up, too. You're trying I'm to sound cute, kidding. too. Um, so do you guys uh, do you guys talk about like, about this stuff on the off time? You guys yeah, lie I've, around? I've sent, I've sent him article after article that he hasn't read to <laughs> try guys... to get him to, to understand the, that feminism is not divisive in any way. It's, it's about um, to, trying to bring one group of people that have been oppressed to equal are you proud of are you guys proud of yourselves as a couple yeah sure i'm really proud of doug i think he does just the greatest work ever as a couple as a a person in a couple in a relationship sure yeah and doug are you proud of the relationship (laughs) do you guys when you go to functions do you guys are you guys just gleaming with couple power couple (laughs) energy sometimes yeah i feel like Doug gives me beaming, some like beaming, I mean. some like energy in the crowd, and I'm I'm proud to be there with him, you know, and sort of by myself in the corner. <laughs> no. Are you guys deeply? I'm taking a big chance by doing this. <laughs> this, this. I, I like to keep my relationship, yes, and my comedy, yes, and my podcast separate. I'm the same way. So actually. this is very unusual. This is That's like true. really I'm being I'm putting myself no, out there. Actually, you know what? I you're being it. speaking of vulnerable. You're being I'm you're very vulnerable. You're turn you're the really, lens in myself right now. And That's I right. See everything. That's right. You know what? You might just be a feminist after all. Thanks, Brent. Finally, but we we sometimes could've... I wish I would just marry Brent. <laughs> but but I'm just really surprised you even what you you've kept the feminist thing going, which we're putting aside now. But I was just you know I'm, I'm surprised I'm kinda, that you want to more, talk about. I'm that. at this point I'm more interested in kind of the relationship. And I feel like well you know I do have some pound, I have a lot of pound puppies that are girls. I have uh, Amber, just one. <laughs> hey Amber, how's it going? <laughs> um, we called her last. People have been sending me their phone numbers. We've been calling. Oh, because they want you to people. call them and stuff. Yeah, we we have. Let's a, call somebody. I had a few calls. Uh, Seth gave me his it's number. Not set up for that though. Let's call a woman, please. It's not that set so up. So it's four, though. two versus Seth, two. Seth um, oh. has a question. 
Uh, when you saw the Jared Fogle news, were you shocked or were you like, oh, that makes sense? When I first saw it, I was just what I just wasn't very surprised. That's his answer. Um, and he also said, if you do an Indiegogo thing, uh, he'll throw some cheddar our way. So, Brent, think about that. Cheddar, cheddar. <laughs> this pound house thing is just dead Swiss. in the water at this point. Well, uh, what? We just keep being mis- misled by so many people. You know. You know why? Because these gatekeepers. They say they have money, and they, they don't take okay, it. Okay, so They're just do, do it. it. They're, everyone's excited, and then it, we're just going to do it. And I'm just going to have a tip jar, and you can tip me if you like it. Yeah, we got. We got, we're going to do some. We're going to do. We're going to go back to our. Yeah, roots. but we need those budgets so we can get the mansion. <laughs> and we can get those locations, and we can get the good camera guys and the lighting. We got to do it right. We got to get Nico. Just Nico, me, mansion you and back. Trevor. It's going to be like. There's almost so much we can do. You know, I revealed to somebody recently what where Nico Nico Mansion comes from. Should I talk about that right now? Yeah. Let's talk. Know. Let's answer this Jared question. We'll come back. Okay, Jared. Um, I don't know enough about that. What happened there to uh, give my? I was shocked on it. for about ten seconds because like. No, but is there, has there anything been conclusive, though? Is there any conclusive Well, he's stuff? basically going to jail or something. No, right? did he say, I have, yeah, did he admit to anything? I don't know. I have no what, what did he get charged with, exactly? Some kind of child pornography or something. I know. What? what how, what's his, did he shoot it? Did he, he just owned it? What? What is the deal here? He had some VHS tapes Good in question. his big-ass pants that he was hiding. <laughs> The ones he doesn't wear anymore, he just kept them in. Yeah, well, they were like, "He's these are my old pants, I don't use these anymore. <laughs> these big VHS tapes. Yeah. Beta but Max. maybe that's what fame does, it just turns you to child porn. Like, you guys will eventually get arrested for child pornography. We're mm. not going to get that famous. We won't get Jared to that level. We won't get, we won't get to, get to Jared, that Jared. child porn level. Okay. Jared famous. I guess I can um, be thankful for that. Well, I guess, you know, all of our heroes keep falling he was a hero. Like Bill Cosby. You know, Damon Wayans is, is defending him. Like this kind of stuff. Here's my thing. I don't really even like to talk about it too much because like you're not really, you're not, I wasn't there. I don't know this person. You know, there's a lot of times you hear these rumors about people and you get all mad at them and then you like actually talk to someone who is the person or you hear them from, you know, speaking from their own their own side of things and it's like I don't want to be I don't want to be so judgmental yeah I mean you, you can't you can't you really it's not fair to be so judgmental it's not fair it's, it's not it's fair straight to ju- up not fair, it's not fair to, to, be, to judge people without, you know without really knowing having an in- intimate it's fun to make jokes relationship sure I'll make those. jokes about this stuff but it's yeah. like you want to know Jared's but real look, story but look if Jared Fogel sure. if, the, if it was like he was like I'm, I, I admit I did bad things I would not be shocked because Jared, I mean, he's a nice guy, <laughs> but there's something weird about him. Every time I hung out with him, there's something off. No, I don't. It's like who, some dork from a commercial. Who knows? And he could be anything. I'm yeah, shocked. I, I, I think people. I, I do think people are quick to make judgments about things. You know that happen, and people don't really question uh, any information that they get about people. You know, they just they just are quick to make a judgment based on what they hear, and there's nothing. I don't think people are skeptical enough, you know, right? Well, I guess that's the same as our assumptions of Jared pre-allegation because uh, we just made all these quick judgments that he was a nice guy. Yeah. How would we we know? If Nobody knows nice. anything about any, anything. <laughs> Nobody knows anything about anything. You know? All you really know is what you, what's really close to you and yourself. And even, even things that I think I know, I'm wrong about. That's you know right. what I mean? Like, that's right. 
We don't know anything. You don't know anything. All you know is that... Let's just say it together. All you know is that Like, you have a memory about something, and it was like one way. It's like, that was the best thing of ever thing. Remember when you said that thing, and then you talked to your friend, and he was like, no, it was like this, and it was... Yeah. Like, everyone's Everyone has a different... different. Everyone has a different side of story. So maybe Jared Fogle's looking at child porn, and then like... Ask those boys or girls that are in the child porn and see what they, what's their point of view. <laughs> Maybe they were like, they might love <laughs> "That was just kidding, just kidding." That was a gift, okay? Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, so don't be so judgmental. I'll tell you this much: yeah, you know, d- people, yeah. there's too much of that. There's but too much. On. There's too much <laughs> judging. There's not enough questioning. You know. But how about there's also not enough um, love co- coming out of, of, with these things, like. Like the Cosby thing, we've haven't we weren't judging enough. This is a heavy episode. I'll tell you that much. This is this is the most political. This is the most political. Politically, okay, let's move on. This is the most controversial episode there has ever been here. I think maybe this is what the listeners are craving. Are you? And contra- they don't even know the stuff we're going to edit out. <laughs> Guys, you don't even know what we were just talking about. You don't even know. This hey, is, you want to? Oh my gosh, know? it was dirty. PayPal me some cash. I'll tell yeah. you exactly what I was asking Brian. <laughs> But a lot of cash. Um, All right. What's another? Well, okay. Here's another question. Wait, wait. Nico, Nico, Manish? I mean, Nico, 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 Manish. Manish. Well, that's what it comes from, actually. <laughs> okay, tell Did you us. know that, Doug? Speaking of feminism, Freudian slip. <laughs> Manish. Nico, Nico, Manish. No, do you know what that's... Do you know what Nico, Nico, Mansion's from? Did I ever tell you? No. Do you, should I reveal that right now? Yes. Um, Why not? Wait. I want to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that long wait for that. Okay, that's funny. That's funny. So Nico Nico uh, Mansion, um, there was an, a girl in my elementary school named Nico Nico Manish. And <laughs> really? her first name was Nico, her middle name was Nico. No. Yeah, Nico Nico Manish. And um, for years, I would just say Nico Nico Manish all the time. And sometimes I would say Nico Nico Mansion. Just It was kind of just like a thing I would say because it was this girl in my elementary school. She, I think she was Indian or something. Nico Nico Manish. So that's what it's from. I've, I, I wish I could so find this. Can we write to her? I, I, thought that story was I don't think she's available. I don't, think, story, I I don't think she's available. Well, let's. Was she on Facebook? I mean, I think. I don't know. I, I, I think I've looked before to see I what happened to Nico Nico Manish. <laughs> it was M A N E S H, I think. Are you looking it up, Doug? I used to sing the song, actually, that went. Manish. Nico, 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 Manish. Nico, 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 Manish. Whoa. I got, I got something here, you baby. Found her? I mean, I'm sure there's tons of Nico, Nico, Manishes, right? What about, you could uh, hire... This is Nico, a, Manish, and Sean. An amateur detective. Oh, yes, this is the song I was talking about. Nico 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 Manish. That's the person playing. There's two guys sitting here in this video, and well, this was a girl in my elementary okay, school. Well, maybe they transitioned. <laughs> oh man, you just bring up Don't another another hot topic. Judgments. What do you think about That's that? Can one be a judgment? A, what if someone? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what? What's another know. question? I don't know. Oh jeez. Hit, hit another question. Asking the hard question. another. I know this is a hard hit. Hey, Doug. Episode. One of the episodes you guys were talking about the last bit of pee that always comes out a minute <laughs> after you leave the urinal. <laughs> There's a fix. After you're done peeing, take your fingers and press against your perineum, or the aerial colloquially known as the taint. The taint. Or I've tried gooch. <laughs> the gooch. The gooch. I've tried this before. Yeah, the last bit gross. of urine will squirt out, leaving your pipes clear and your skivvies dry. 
Because do you know how I've gross it is when, like, Doug, if we, like, rub up on me and there's, like, pee? Ew. What? <laughs> that never happens. That happens? No, I just put a little toilet paper when I'm... That's what you do. You I get only, toilet paper. I only get that little drip when I'm about to perform. It's the, kind of like... Something shuts off the pipes in my... There seems to be a My bit, valves in my brain. I think it's an, sort of an osmosis type of thing where it, it, the last drops... They want to touch something to go into. And so you, you basically, if you put a uh, uh, toilet paper, piece of toilet paper next to the penis hole, the the pee kind of comes out into it. It needs oh, to absorb into something, it's osmosis. and it's magnetic. Something like that. And um, I've also tried squeezing the penis and squeezing the pee <laughs> out of it to make to <laughs> try to get it out of there. But I actually tried the, I tried the uh, perineum uh, method as well. Perineum. Or whatever. Sounds like a flower. I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to reach down to my tank. I know. I'm not trying to touch anything, I don't actually. need to do that. You know what they should invent? Next to a urinal, they should make some kind of like, it looks like a... It's a horseback A thing. horse saddle, <laughs> but like a big camel bump, like a nub in the middle. It's like, it looks like just a, After you pee, you straddle this thing, <laughs> and you shut off the valve, and then you go on with your day. I can't picture it. I don't get it. Okay, think of like a bicycle seat with just like a, a taint bump. <laughs> In the middle of taint it. Taint bump. Taint, a finger, a, taint a two bump. finger taint. Gooch, it's a taint. Gooch stopper. It's a taint gooch, press. It's a taint press. Bump. It's a taint press. It's a taint press, yeah. Okay, Bruno has a question here. Gucci. Bruno, Bruno. The Eric Andre Show is one of my favorite comedy shows along with Nathan for you. Because you worked on the show as an editor, I have a few questions for you. I did not yes. work on Nathan for you, but... Couple. He wasn't saying... I don't think he was saying that. Okay. I imagine there's a ton of hilarious stuff that didn't make the final cut. Will there ever be a DVD release with a ton of bonus content like the Tim and Eric DVDs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they do DVDs anymore. No one cares about DVDs. It's, yeah, they have DVDs. Well, so then what's... Where can one find outtakes like I, that? You then? know, maybe when the whole series is done, I imagine that they would probably take a look back and put some kind of criterion collection together criterion you know something like that with bonus stuff and yes a lot of hilarious stuff didn't make the cut um there's stuff you just kind of can't use you know eric andreas he does stuff that you just can't put on tv with his penis and his butt yeah didn't i mean he, some did things he, didn't just he don't some things, some things don't make it past the I should get him on the show. He tried to poo on... Didn't he try to poo on the desk at one point or something like that? How can know. he poo I don't know. I, you know, with I, all those I, people I, watching? I, I'm not going to say... I don't know. I, I can't talk about it. I love Eric Andre's show. And this show's so funny. He's nuts. Yeah, I mean... He's Also, nuts. the show has to be 11 minutes long. And sometimes these bits are so funny, we have to... You just absolutely have to cut a lot of really funny stuff that just doesn't... You have to... You know, there's 10 jokes in one bit, but you only have room for three. So you have to, like, cut a bunch. And sometimes, you know, it's a matter of opinion. And maybe the ones I like the best get cut. You know, sometimes it's the other way around, but whatever. You, we all fight for the for our jokes when it comes down to the edit room meetings and stuff. It's difficult. Well, is that a problem then, having it's frustrating. writers It's frustrating as because, like... Editors? Um, no, I mean... Because you're married to certain material more than you would be you're less objective no but even if a, even if an editor wasn't a writer they're kind of writing their own right you're piecing together a, com- a piece of comedy with the way you're editing it and it's like the clips are the words 
Yeah, you put it together in your own way, and you think sometimes you have to like make a new joke that wasn't really intended by a sound effect or something, and or the timing and the way it's. Put yeah, together. we used to get into like a lot of arguments and like, but it's only because we really like what's there. I mean, if we if we didn't care about the show and didn't like love the characters and cry about them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know what I mean? You kind of like, you, you get attached to it. It's like, you stand, it, yeah. if it wasn't like that, then the show wouldn't be as good. If everyone's like, what do you want? Take it out? Okay. Like, I think it's better when you're like kind of arguing. Right. You know, not like, we're not like arguing like bitterly. We're just like standing for what we like. Um, Has Eric already guessed been on LSD on the show? Huh. I heard that Eric offered Tyler, the creator, acid, but he declined. Um, I can't verify that at all. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Eric has never said that, but you never know. I have a quick, quick question real quick. Uh, Take a quick little detour here. Just going back to, um, you know, you feeling vulnerable about having Carmiel on the show. Do you feel at all vulnerable being on his show? <laughs> and do you... Do you is feel it, like is it I'm nerve- blowing it? Like, how do you want me to be? You want me more, more like loving yeah. like a boyfriend? Or like- <laughs> Like, I'm just being... No, you're just being you. Am I being cold? No. No. Oh, you did ask me to tell you what you're... The worst part of you, though. Can oh, we right. do that? That's What's fun. the worst part of dating me? That's my question. Hi, I'm Doug. I'm writing in. I'm Big Pound Puppy. What's the worst part about dating Doug? <laughs> and will you break up with him soon? Do you feel Do you feel nervous at all, too, coming on this um, Not really. I feel comfortable with you guys, but it does make me uncomfortable in general to talk about myself like that's i don't like bringing her thing. in because she's gonna get some which has already happened dirt she's gonna get some nasty people who maybe that's all i'm gonna say well <laughs> yeah it's, people it's are already mean. happened what the fuck? it's already yeah. happened what do you mean she gets, she'll get some nasty people i've heard people send me nasty they like somehow they find his phone number and text him like mean things <laughs> That's interesting. About do you, her. Do you, do you want to explore that? I don't. I kind of want okay. to blow that off. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I'm confident enough that, whatever, I know I'm Does awesome. That, can I say, awesome can I ask you hot. this? Can I ask you this, though? What? Like, did, did those did those messages kind of turn you on in a way that, like, <laughs> like I got this guy. I got him. And then these these people are getting kind of upset about it. Does well, that, also, like, her that? book just no. came out. Yeah. Her book just came out, and like, on Barnes & Noble. There I have was, a troll. There was a, she's got some kind of troll. There was like one review that was just like sucks, hate it. it that's like all it said, and it was like one star. Oh, but also spelled wrong. And like everything like he like didn't spell the word wrong, hate. But it's like why would? <laughs> but he hasn't read either, it. Either I mean, I'm not. You know, maybe that's uh, presumptuous of someone of me to think that it's somehow related to me. No, it's not related to you. There's like I mean, there's this, this is guy. Embar- this is the most embarrassing episode ever. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it is. It is to a degree for all of us. <laughs> but fortunately, we're gonna cut. Well, some I stuff get to out. cut your embarrassing part out. You lucky ass. Why bitch. is this embarrassing? I'm not embarrassed. It's uh, all about why. Well, the podcast. Okay. I want to be like. I want to put myself out there and be truth. Truth, you know. But but, but I'm I'm actually but, just kind of serious. Oh, oh, go on. Yeah. I was just gonna say I have like there are trolls. There, it's not that thing didn't have to do with you, Doug. There's a guy on Twitter who attacks all writers and says, "I'm gonna give you one star." He like tweets it. Oh, that's us the guy who did. And it. Says, "I'm gonna give you one star," and you guys suck and you're all narcissists. 
He's like tweeted it at us. There should be another guy who you should create. We should create a new guy that says, "I'm going to give you five stars." Doesn't matter how much how much I dislike the book, I'm going to give it five stars. Yeah, let's have opposite trolls. Yeah, opposite trolls. What 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 would you call that? For each other, trolls. 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 Or um, yeah. What would you? What's the opposite of a troll? A fairy. They're fairies, actually. Fairies. 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 Let's get some fairies. I'm a star fairy. There needs to be more fairies who just they they like things and they don't even. They don't even really look even at. They, they don't even read the stuff. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fairies. Okay, let's just start being you know fairies. And just this might become everything. one of the best. Ep- this might become go from one of the most embarrassing episodes <laughs> to one of the best, most progressive episodes, and that we invent a new um, imp. Because we just want <laughs> yeah, a new imp. a new imp for the digital age. Spread the love. So anonymous fairies who will just blow something up yeah. in a positive way. For no for no real reason, you know, just to do it, you know, just to stir things up. Or you know, they just go, stir they just up. they favorite all your tweets. Yeah, they retweet everything. They tweet. Like, who is this person who loves nice, me so internet much? Nice they people. do good positive comments and stuff. They like do progressive progressive yeah. comments, you know. Um, yeah, fairies. Okay, let's start being fairies. Let's start um, a different. What I'm trying to say though, what I was trying to ask though, is that. It, you know, if there's any kind of, I don't know, maybe some people who like Doug or something, and do, do does it make you more into him? That he, um, you know what I mean? Is that, or are you into that at all? Are you, are you into the, the idea that you know people are getting kind of pissed off or something? You know, like, do, do you like that uh, at all? Like, does that okay. make you you know does it increase the value? In general, when one sees their partner attractive to other people, mm-hmm. that's hot. But I don't like the public nature of that necessarily. Uh-huh. I think that's. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. It, what about the, just getting hearing, hearing like kind of negative things about y- yourself? It, does that, in the same way, kind of make you feel good? Because it's like, oh, that person doesn't like me because, you know, I. I no, I, I just feel sad for that okay. person. Yeah, dude, cry. <laughs> no, you should rewrite them. No, and to write, I think them, write I just, them into your book, next book. Yeah, I think that's just that's just sad to mm-hmm. act that way it's really upsetting that that would yeah. that someone needs to be mean just like the troll it's like what why why would what happened to you that you have to spend all your time just being mean to people that's... i'm gonna turn the ac on it's hot uh, I'm, I'm liking it actually it's a hot seat <laughs> baby um so this is a call to action to any of the um listeners who would like to become a fairies that you can come go go out there check out content check out random content or popular content and just you know pump it up and start an anonymous twitter and handle yeah and then you can be your a real anonymously uh love opposite of a love on things instead of hate on things love on things love on things love on things love on things I'm I'm really excited about the fairies that might start coming out after this episode. Everyone who's listening has to like and retweet one random thing you've never looked at before. Yeah. Or write a positive comment on something that they don't really know about. Make people feel good for once. That's your job today. There's going to be a war between (laughs) Between the trolls trolls and the fairies. Of course there is. How long do you think we'll go out? Is that, oh a que- is that a question on there? Is that a question on there? No. Someone write yeah. that as a question? Yeah. How long have you been going out? Two years? One year. One year. One, one year and a handful, and a couple months. Uh-huh. Wait, did someone really write that? No, I'm, oh. I'm writing that to you. I'll tell you what I would like to, <laughs> I'd like call, to answer that question. When should we question. call it? When, when's enough enough? Well, a couple more months? <laughs> 
I'd love to see you guys go out for at least five more years, at least. Aw, that's because Brent really loves me, and um, yeah, I like people. Everyone would be really sad if we cut. What if we cut it down so it's like three days a week? Yeah, it already it is, it is about three days a week. No, yeah. but then the other two days you're not my girlfriend. I don't have to be texting uh, okay. and saying nice stuff. I just do it my thing. Okay, well, that's fine. Can we work that out? Would you ever? Do- How progressive and and we can work that out. Feminist if, would that be? We can work that out. That if, would be so um, feminist. Are you? If like I get to hook up with other people and you you just get to do your thing. She and gets not hook up. She gets them. to. She gets to. <laughs> okay. She gets to meet up with Wait. trolls. You get to meet up with fairies. <laughs> oh, you get fairies. Yeah. I get trolls. I okay, get yeah. fairies. You get fairies. You, he gets trolls. That's right, actually. No, I mean... What about uh, open relationship? Relation? Would you do that? Would you ever have relation- an open relationship? Maybe. But listen, every relationship is doomed, okay? What if... Every relationship is doomed. It's just a matter of how, well, someone's how gonna long. Die. And so someone's going to die or you're going to break up. So, you know, Might how, well long, are well you, how long are you going to be but with what somebody? If, both, if you really what enjoy if, their company, what if even the though you know it's doomed. couple both dies at the same time. That, then that relationship the, is perfect. That's the perfect it, relationship. That's what you call the perfect relationship. You know, they, they got that thing called so the somebody perfect somebody else that's pretty doomed, though, like to the kids or something, whoever else is involved. Yeah, but, that, but that, that's, that's a different relationship, though. The relationship between those two okay. people was perfect. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> what, is this like a um, suicide pact? What is, what's the imagining? Mm, oh, now you speak my language here. <laughs> oh, really? No, no I don't, I'm just kidding. Um, so... Uh, so, so what, oh, you're down for the open relationship or what? Conceptually. How about you, Doug? But not uh, uh, applicably necessarily. Are you? Have you ever been in an open relationship before? My ex partner and I tried it for uh, the last few I hate weeks. Hate that partnership or month. Well, because it might have been a relationship. Are you solving crimes over here, or are you? Making love. All right, let's table that question and then. We'll, uh, and um, so it was like it. an exit strategy. It didn't work. It was kind of. Oh, an exit you were trying strategy. to break up. I think. Basically, I yeah. think that that's, we Uh-oh. were. It was like a last ditch effort. So if an open relationship happens between you and Doug, that means it's on the outs. Well, not necessarily. If we do it differently than I did with Chris, a male. Ooh, ooh, you just said his name. Names. You might need to cut that out. Oh, oh, she wanted. Whatever. She didn't want people to think she was Les, so she said Chris. But no, that Chris, no, Chris gonna, is still. Le- but but then she, she said a man. Actually, that even sounds well, more. You asked le- me. That sounds more Les. Was. That sounds more Les actually, Chris, because you know you you know that sounds really unisexy. Uh, you want me to let him out? Yeah, can you let me out? <laughs> Her. How long have I known Brent? And he still thinks my dog's a boy. <laughs> what bug. Brent what? doesn't want Bug to touch him, <laughs> but Bug is the most wonderful creature. Go on. <laughs> She'll come scratching again. She'll come scratching. You should leave the door open. Brent, why open don't, door why don't relationship. you want Bug to touch you? Um, I, I love dogs in theory. Okay. Um, uh, oh, like I love open relationships in theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just don't want to touch them. I like to look at them. I don't want to touch them, though. And I don't want them touching me. I like dogs who are really um, shy and sweet, you know, and they, they're kind of scared a little bit. I like Bug those is kind of all dogs. of those things. Uh, uh, but actually, Bug is pretty cool for the most part, except for when you first come in through the door, then he's, or she's trying to... <laughs> She's, she's trying back to, already. She's trying to come up. No, she's pretty cool, you know. If but, you we know, break up, I get custody of Bug. The I name get half Bug, custody. The name Bug makes you that's think it's a, it's a male dog, you know. Bug sounds like a, that's kind of a masculine name. But well, then again, it's kind of feminist in a way. When you, know? you first meet Bug, she kind of seems like a boy for some reason. But then once you get to know her, she's quite obviously. Oh, boy. really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this baby. Because that's when you start to get a little more intimate. <laughs> start to explore each other's bodies 
So, um, I love Brent. You're okay too. Call me for some stories about rooftop times in Cuba. You're a great DJ. Love to hear the mics mixes. Me and my friend Zach Santori love to listen to your sweet, sweet jams. We want to come on the show. You're our Oprah. But you're okay. Brent's the real MVP. Man. Oh, my God. Rachel. Should we call Rachel? Oh, her name is Rachel. Brent. You have her number on well, I don't Facebook? Well, I don't know if we should. She gave me her number. Oh. I don't know okay, if we should call her. Up. We're not set up for that. Did you set up? You set yourself up for that? You should get the Google Voice. Well, what I do is I put her on speaker. Yeah. And then I might have to read. Let's call to... Rachel and ask her about feminism. Oh, boy, Alberto. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I, I'm not going to do it. Okay, right. I won't ask her about feminism. We'll just ask her what just to say hi to Brent and I need to I need if anyone knows how to hook up a phone into a sound Google mixer. Voice you got to do Google Voice it's so easy and it's going to sh- go into the mix yes and they can hear us see that's the trick uh, yeah I don't know about that's that the yeah trick. <laughs> yeah I, I... <laughs> you sound like the the most interesting man on earth yeah I don't know about that um, hey do you listen to Bookworm. Yeah, you do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So and, you, um, do you like, what do you think of the host, uh, Michael Silverblatt? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I met him once, and oh, I sort you? of like fangirled out on him really? more than I have with any celebrity of that year. Interesting sounding voice, you know. He does. He has a. Do, can you do it? Well, he, okay. I do. I do. I do a character. Uh, I've been doing character for years on stage, and it's sort of like a. This character kind of sounds like this, like, you know, like he's like, um, he's like, uh, gosh, what do you say? I forgot how to do it, but I mean, I can't do it right now. You know, I'm not in the zone for that, Aww. but we're talking but, about books and everything. No, I know. But the thing is, is that someone, my friend emailed me recently and she said, I'm listening. The host of bookworm sounds like your, your <laughs> guy, the guy that you do. And, um, I had never thought of it that way, but then I listened to him again. And I thought, Oh yeah, actually it does sound like that. Hey Brent, are you dating anyone? No. Would you ever be in an open relationship? I don't think so. Would you ever be in a relationship? <laughs> yeah, Brian, would you be in a relationship? I'd, lo- I'd love to. I want to. I want to have a wife and kids. Gosh, I can't kids wait to first, get those wife, kids. Second. Yeah. Wait, how come you can only have one wife, but you can have many kids? <laughs> can I have one kid and many wives? <laughs> I just want to be a grandma. I don't want to be a mother. I am so progressive and liberal, and feminist that I don't think one girl is enough for me. <laughs> one wife. I gotta have many. That makes perfect sense. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Does that make sense? Perfect sense, yes. Absolutely. Let's, but I uh, only want to see all of them. Reinstate one day polygamy. A week. Can we work something out like that? Yeah, if I like the other ones also. You can vet them. You find them. Okay, so, oh, I'm the mother, sister, or I'm the sister wife. Who's like the main in Mormonism? The, oh, the, who's the, main the head wife? wife. Yeah. Well, I got something from E-Bomb's world. Okay. Okay. Someone at yeah at Ebom's World. What is up, Pound Posse? Big fan of the Poundcast and all related Pound property content. I work at Ebom's World, and our history with you goes back as far as the GI Joe PSAs, which are still going strong on Ebom's. Nice. I really enjoyed last week's worst podcast. It's refreshing to hear the Pounders floundering for change. <laughs> well, why was you'll, it the you're worst? You're gonna love this episode. 
The polished, quick-hitting, rehearsed jokes and drops are always entertaining and great, but it was nice to hear a show that was done straight off the cuff for a change. What? Wait, what? It's always, <laughs> it's always straight. Always what is it? Oh, so he thinks it's all rehearsed and polished? <gasps> oh, wow, that's well, a compliment. Yeah. Well, I guess. Thank you. It's good to get some gunk in those greased Hollywood wheels of yours. I'm not sure if this is a... <laughs> I don't think this is a compliment or email, actually. I don't know if this is a This is one of those tr- haters. There's a troll. Are you a troll or a fairy? <laughs> Which Mac. one are you? His name is Mac. DeMarco. You guys are making the freshest comedy in the biz right now. I really like that shit. You might n- not ever blow up <laughs> oh <my laughs> to crazy God, status. Because a lot of dum-dums don't understand funny. Okay, fair enough. There's like highs and lows in this. Yeah, it's like totally. Crazy. He's like, it's an abusive relationship, <laughs> yeah. actually. I He's love just, you, but you suck. Yeah. I, but I love you. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of agree. I mean, you know, Brent... Brett and I, we do weird stuff. It's not for everyone. It's not broad. We do do weird stuff. I feel like if we're going to be broad, we're going to be doing some basic shit. But you know what? what's crazy? Unless our stuff turns into the broad norm, like maybe 20 years from now, people are looking back and be like, Brett and Doug, they were the best in the biz. You know what's funny is that... Until their wheels got gunked up. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is that, you know, my goal actually, personally, is is to appeal to as broad of an audience as possible. But I also ha- feel like it's I can't be fake about the way I do that, and I have to be genuine and be you know come from the heart about my stuff. So in doing that, it ends up becoming not as broad as it is as I'd like it to be. But you know. But the question is, would you really want that many pound puppies peeping peering into your yard? Well, I mean, you don't want That's people peering into the yard, but you know, well, uh, on, a, on a metaphorical level, metaphorically is yeah. what he's saying. Um. Yeah, but people actually no, do. No, no, people do. People do literally. <laughs> yeah, I've your yard. seen it. But I guess here's the thing. I absolutely would love that. I don't think I love that because sometimes I'm just trying to have a private moment at a, at a store. Now this is going to sound really. No, you can like say it. We won't. No, I, we won't. Sometimes it. you know people. It's nice when people say nice things to you. I guess I was at the beach yesterday and somebody noticed. They me. said in the mix. <laughs> I'm trying to have a relaxing day and it's the same. No, that's I. I always no. That's think cool. That's cool. I think it's I, fine. I, I'm, when, not, I I'm like, not complaining. Yeah. I, you know what? Though? I, I, I actually really weird to talk about this. John C. Reilly really was with it. us and he didn't even get noticed on the beach. You got noticed. Who? John C. Riley. She says. I I always appreciate it. <laughs> what is that? This is a vine he made. Somehow it's sped up. Well, um, thank you for that, Mac. Uh, thank you for the kind words, the honest words. You know, it's refreshing to get a little. And no thanks for the. Uh, it's a little. It's the a negative l- words. It's, too. It's, <laughs> it's nice to get a little candor. It's undercutting, but you know, no, it's not undercutting. He's just okay. telling I'm it just straight. Teasing. I appreciate it, warts and all. Thanks, Mac. Teasing Mac. Mac DeMarco put his. We talked about it last time, but he put he put his his home address on his new record. I know that's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. So crazy. What's that's, next? Well, he just gets all these. Well, that's it. I guess house. that was his. Do I really want that many pound puppies peering into my yard? Well, I'm, no, I, Look, I would. Here's I would the like, thing. Like, I, I want a little more respect. I, I, I want. I just want to. I want to make. Uh, I want my make my yard a little bit nicer. I want to get some. Get some garden. And I, I want some gardeners to come over and, and clean it up because it's a mess and I can't afford it. So you need more pound puppies to peer in in order to have more exactly. money. Exactly. I want, to them, make to, the yard I want nice. them when they peer in. I want them to look nice. 
<laughs> now I could build a wall. Every time you say pound puppies, puppies, I think it was little do- uh, stuffed animal dogs, pound puppies. Do you remember those? Yeah, but that's why he. But that's why he calls them that, right? Oh, I don't know. I did. Is are you referen- Is that part of it? The do- the little stuffed dogs. He's not listening. Somebody, yes. somebody. I think Whitmer might have said it. He was like, "You should call your fans pound puppies." Oh, really? Okay. So I just started doing it. It's funny. I don't know. Huh. Um, no, I, I would like to reach more people with what I do. You know, just want to. Sp- yeah. You know, I, you know. I just, I enjoy well, entertaining people and making people laugh. And so, if I can do that on a bigger scale, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be um, easy, but you don't want to ever your work to ever create a barrier and not mm-hmm. be accessible. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally get. That. I think you I, have I a resp- want- I think every, every comedian or entertainer has a responsibility. If that's if that's their profession, to the responsibility is to make people laugh and entertain them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with my my writing, like I what know about it's your weird, book? But what did you want your book to just satisfy your own no. catharsis of writing the story? That's in no, your... she she wanted to satisfy the characters that are in it. They're they're <laughs> catharsis. So I mean, I really did start out thinking that I wouldn't ever show it to anybody. I just was writing, and then once I realized that maybe this could actually be. A published thing then I did think of my audience as smaller and literary and then deeper into revision I realized that no I, I want my mom to like this book I want my aunt like my aunt really your aunt my aunt was really my uh, like measure of whether you know my book was both did accessible want, and beautiful and, and um did you want Chris to like the book I want, yeah Chris really Chris was my first reader for a long time or he was, still is for a lot of stuff and is Chris your target audience he uh, he read the book like twenty times, so he wow. So in all the different phases, you're on hardcore good terms with. Yeah, yeah. hardcore that's, that's good nice. terms. Yeah, that's good. That's great. I, I'm friends with Chris. We're all adults, adults here. <laughs> no, Doug's met Chris. Yeah, Chris has gone to Doug's show. Wait, wait, was it in Portland when we were there? Uh, I think Chris was reading here on his book tour. Oh, I see. Yeah. And he came to Doug's show. Uh-huh. But because um, I know we were all up in Portland together, there was oh, a possibility so, that I could no, have no, met that, Chris. You didn't come with us. Yeah, so Doug... Oh, Chris did come to Doug's show there, too. That's right. No, I was there. Oh. <laughs> right? You didn't meet him then, yeah. At the bar, bunk bar or something. Yeah, bunk bar. I was yeah. there. I was there. You're right. You're, you didn't yeah, meet you him. Yeah, you did uh, uh, PowerPoint. An hour-long PowerPoint. It wasn't an hour. Right? It was long. <laughs> it was good, though. It was like a half hour. Well done, mate. So, um, no more questions here. Matthew wants to know, can we get a skate episode just talk about skateboarding? Yeah, you well, should get yeah. not with you guys. Get some real skaters. Yeah, I gotta get some real skaters on here. Yeah, get some skaters. I should get on. someone get Chris, like, pa- Chris Fairbanks. I need to get someone. I need to get some pros on here. Oh, Tony Hawk. Totally. <laughs> There's other pros out there, but what, like Dave Wan Song or Rodney Mullen or something. Get Rodney. Cool. Yeah. Oh, Rodney on the Rock. Rodney Bingenheimer. He's Ooh, so get nice. Bingenheimer on here. Get Bingham, Actually, give what if you got Rodney Bingenheimer to be on this show? That'd be sweet. Rodney on the Rock. There's no more questions here. Let's what see if heck? anyone chimed in on Facebook. Do you, why do you post that you're doing a podcast? That's and what he does. Send questions. Yes, okay. yes. Oh, here we go. Doug, have you seen the movie Reflections of Evil? You should have its director Damon Packard on the Poundcast. Brent. Okay, let me answer that. Guess what? I saw it. I saw you it did? at the Red Cat Theater with Damon Packard. Uh, presenting it, and that was like 2003. Like right when I moved to LA, somebody told me about this weird movie, Reflections of Evil, and it is really crazy. And it is, uh, it's out there. And Damon Packard 
was in the audience and um he he that's just a i should get him on the poundcast that's a whole that's a whole ball of wax there to get into whole can of wax i don't want to open up but good idea i mean but wax is pretty contained actually when you open up the wax you know it's a can of wax what was the most inspirational live musical performance you've seen (laughs) inspirational (laughs) hmm Hmm. What made you want to get into music when you saw it? Well, I don't know if that's just. How about what's the best? One of the best shows. One I, of the best. One of the best shows I ever saw was the Dave Holland Quintet in Oakland, and this was in um, I don't know in the late nineties. It was like or hardcore early, band, early two thousands, <laughs> like punk or punk rock or what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a it's like a post Berlin kind of you know early early to mid to late nineteen eighties kind of. Post crunch kind of avant crunch. avant avant swerve sort of no I'm just kidding it's um it's a jazz it was it's a jazz jazz band yeah kind of a modern jazz why didn't you ask me good. that Anton I've seen a lot of inspirational live music I'm trying to think of, yeah, that was just really good music whatever I'm not going to answer you I'm can not going to answer that one I want to know what's your what other most moving live music performance that you've seen. I mean, oh, oh wait, uh, let me, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, uh, one of the, the, one of the best shows I remember, I remember this is one of the best shows I ever saw was, um, the, I, I went to see this, um, Buto dance performance by a company called Ink Boat and it was called, the, the show was called Cockroach and, uh, and this was at the Theater Artaud in San Francisco and this is probably in 2001 and after the show there was, um, which was really great, there was this <clears throat> performance in the lobby by a band called Fawn Fables. I've talked about them before on the show. And that was uh that th- that was so good. I became such a big fan of that 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 group after that. So the the Fawn Fables show. It's the <laughs> Fawn Fables. Niels Niels Frickdahl and Don okay. McCarthy. You got okay, that's there. cool. I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what mine would be. I I've seen when I was in like my early 20s, I would see live bands all the time. I used to love I still love that stuff. I think, yeah. you know what? The most inspirational one was my first show I've ever went to. It was the Circle Jerks and Seven Seconds. It's a punk rock show. Nice. I was like a freshman in high school. My friend's older brother took us to Medusa's in Chicago. And it was an all-ages club. And I was just stage diving and <laughs> body slamming and in the pit the whole time and crowd surfing. That was a mo- that was like that changed it changed the game right there. I was like, there's a whole world out there, and it's fun. Have you ever committed a crime? Just I have a quick question though. Actually, <laughs> have you ever given crickets to yourself? When, like when talking, just out of curiosity. Um, yeah, I'm sure I have. That'd be kind that, of, that, do you think that, that? No, I, I'm not saying that. I would never give crickets to anybody, but I, I'm just kind of curious if you you ever have actually. Well, it's hard to do the drop and be talking at the same time, so I, I deserve crickets sometimes for sure. But, but that'd be kind of neat. I think I do I'm it not during saying, my, I'm not life, saying, my life performance. That's one of my new. Well, bits. no, but that's a that's a that's a planned joke, you know. But uh-huh. that comes out. But it'd be it's neat a rehearsed you, planned joke, like most of our podcasts. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Every episode, except for the last week. We usually go. We we talk through it. We do four uh, rehearsals of the podcast until (laughs) everyone knows what they're going to say, and then we hit record and we nail it. And we do overdubs and we 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 pick up 
Everything we edit the embarrassing parts out. It yeah. takes Doug months to edit these podcasts. Have, have you ever committed any crimes? That's what Scott is asking. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, I've, I've, I've gone over the speed limit. I've, uh, I jaywalked here and there. I stole a pack of gum when I was four years old. Oof. And then I told my parents, and I then stole, they, made me, they brought me back to the I stole store. And I don't I think I've ever even stolen anything from like a... Like, I, I was... He was a good boy. I did, some, I did some vandalism when I was a kid. I had a French that's, that's, roommate. That's against the law. Throwing apples at cars and breaking... Freaking light bulbs and stuff. Oh, you broke a light bulb. That's pretty criminal. That's a bad boy. I had a French Wait, roommate you... in college, and she told me to steal earrings. So I did. In college? Yeah. You did it in college? <laughs> I did it Well, in that college. French person is, uh, <laughs> you know, they're French. In London, that's, when that's... I was living in London. Well, good. Don't steal from the United States of America. I won't steal from the United States No, you're just, get, you're just, America, you're just getting your, yeah, I mean, that you're just getting your retribution, you know, from, you know. <laughs> from all the, the shit that London did Well, no, the, well, the British <laughs> had the rule over uh, the United States. Actually, yeah. the other night, Everyone me, me and Carmi, me and Carmi went to get a, a drink after. Tennis. Oh, we played tennis and we got one drink at the local bar and the bartender only charged for one. And then we're looking at each other like, should we say anything? Expensive ass mm-hmm. drinks. <laughs> we just let that slide, so we're guilty. No, but you know what? Those or maybe, maybe he recognized me because that's the bar we shot the Pound ha- uh, House episode in at the bar. Or, like, oh, he's that's that's that dude. Yeah, he's cool. That. And also, maybe if you just let that drink slide, you're thinking to yourself, you know, these are this is an expensive drink. That's what I was thinking. I'm just getting my money's worth here. It's his his. Most of the time, I'm very honest. You're just getting your money's worth, though. Was, justice. Justice. I was pretty surprised that you didn't say anything, and I was about to, but then I just followed along, and I was happy we did. <laughs> but It was also the kind of thing where it would just be more trouble for him, and he doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect the guy. The it's more guy trouble and, for you know, him. It's a draft beer, you know what I mean? That's, and, they, of course, we still tipped on two drinks, so... We still tipped for both. I tipped for both drinks. Fair plus, is fair. Plus, you're a regular there, you know? So, we're, we're, we're clear. Okay. Clear. There's, there's some crimes where you, there's some you know there's a lot of gray areas with crimes you know it's like <laughs> okay you know you you make a traffic you you disobey like a no turn on red but it, it's like three in the morning and no one's looking and it, it's no harm a, done yeah I've gone through a red light come on it's three no in the morning done. gone right. through a red light come on nobody I, I I go through red lights when there's absolutely nobody around and it's three in the morning or something four four in the morning and there's a light that's just not going to change. I'll go through it if there's no cars. I'm, I'm talking about this one particular light. I'm not going to say where though, because I don't want I don't want any of those um, police officers that listen to your, listen to the show <laughs> coming out there and staking staking out there. Sometimes you got to break the law because it's the right thing to do. That's right. That's right. That's right. Justice. Like yesterday, I saw a kid drowning and it said no swimming, but I jumped in and saved his life, even though it said no swimming and I wanted to be in the law. That was good of you. Well, you weren't really swimming, you know, you were just okay, kind of... I made that up. Yeah, no, I, I know. <laughs> Doug, I'm actually really interested in what your favorite movie is. If you can't pick what your top three movies, also what's your favorite video you've edited. <laughs> <laughs> These kids love you. Shit. What's my favorite movie? Oh, man. I don't know, man. I do, I mean, you know. When you're a kid, movies mean so much more. They have so much more effect on you, you know? When you're first watching all the best movies. Ever. Yeah, and when I did see 2001, that really that really got me. Something about that one really touched me in a way that I'd never been touched before. <laughs> but what if you rewatched it? Would it feel 
It wouldn't live up to that touch. I think I rewatched it once. It's the kind of thing I don't really like to rewatch movies. I like the player. The player's in my top three. Yeah. I don't think I've Robert seen Altman, the player. The no. Robert Altman, Tim but, Robbins, isn't it? But is that the one we saw? It's hard to say what my favorite is. I think one of the best movies made is um, Annie Hall. It, that is yes. one of the best. One of the best. Definitely one of I the best. I don't know what the top well, three are. Well, you just are. rewatched that. That's why it's in your head. There's something about the Blues Brothers that holds a special place. I love Network. Oh, I love Network. Patty Chayesky. I've never seen, I've never even seen that one. Never even yes, learned. you have. The, really? The, I seen I'm it. mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And that you know one. what? Tim Robbins is in that movie. He is? Very no. briefly. He's one of the guys who... Oh. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but he's one of the guys who... At the end. Oh, shit. There's two guys. Don't one of well, them. now I know something's at the end is going to happen. Great. You don't know. Nothing. Nobody knows <laughs> Just anything. Just something. Yeah. Wait. Favorite video I've edited. Probably the first music video I edited. There was just such a... Such a blast, you know, when you first figure out how to make something good, how to make something, put the pieces together. Now it's just going through the motions. They're all they're all fun. I don't know. It's not a, I don't got that one. Um, when was the last time you pissed the bed? What's the blue piss? <laughs> I haven't pissed the bed, man, since I can't remember. I don't. I've never. I never do that. You never got so drunk you pissed the bed. I don't think I've ever gotten so drunk I pissed the bed. I might have missed the bowl. <laughs> You've definitely missed the bowl. I miss the bowl on a daily basis. <laughs> When's the last time you missed the bowl? Because <laughs> that tip, that tip gets pickled, and it like the stream that gets tip <laughs> gets pickled. Gross. Is Network your favorite movie? Carmen? Network's my favorite movie. And then I was thinking that I really also love broadcast news. So what is it with me in like news mm, station dramas? I don't know. Yeah. But broad- no, I, do you I, like I, broadcast news I, also? I'm okay with it. Yeah, but you know, I mean, ne- it's not it's not as powerful. Of network course. is my is I love Network. Easier. Love Network. Yeah. No, Network is I think it's my favorite movie of all time. I mean, it's just you know I mean the seventies is just the best. Yeah. It's the golden era of freaking <laughs> cinema. Is the seventies. You know that Carmiella is a big movie buff. Of, I talked of about 70s. movies. I talked about movies with her. I was in yeah. surprised actually. Goodfellas she, is good. It's cool. Good. It's not my favorite Scorsese, you know. What's your favorite case? <sighs> oh god, where do I start? King of Comedy, you know. King of Comedy. That's one so of my good. favorite. Never oh, even seen that one either. About, so um, good. Got some catching up to do. That's so good or like, you know, I like Taxi Driver a lot actually. And I like uh, Who's That Knocking at My Door, you I know. Love who's I that love that. At my yeah, door. I love that movie. Yeah. I even love Boxcar Bertha. Oh, I never saw that actually. That's like there's some real sex. Oh, really? You know, it's the 60s. They just had sex. They showed penetration? No. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, movie sex. They're having sex. Really? And filming it, yeah. Brent, everyone hassles you for not having a cell phone. Some people you respect said, it. You said before that people... I, I respect it. You said before that people are obsessed with being on their phones. Is there something out there that you're just as obsessed with? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I, I feel like... When I'm at home, I probably check I check email too much or something, you know? Doug's girlfriend. What's the funniest thing Doug has said or done? <laughs> uh, can I tell you something that Bug does that's funny? We took Bug to the beach and we buried her. Of all the laughs I she, give you? <laughs> I've just, I haven't laughed that hard since... Since then, I think <laughs> in Carpentry, well, we, we, buried, we buried I Bug, and she just like the laid bearing. there, like prone, so, and just I've never seen a creature as happy and blissful as Bug, completely buried except for her head in sand. But uh, I'm uh, sure so, I'll think of the thing that Doug has said. That's the funniest. I'll think of it. 
listening the since the beginning, and I look forward to every week, month for a new episode. Hands down, favorite podcast. Hell yeah! <laughs> I even sought out Brent's comedy, mostly other podcasts he's been on, <laughs> because he's hilarious and really fun to listen to. Anyways, questions. Ugh. Okay, so that then follow. Anyway, I don't know the following. The previous ones were his questions. What are you listening to at age 16? What were you listening to at age 16? Me, smooth jazz, straight up. Really? I was, I was totally, and I was, no, I was cool. It was cool. Uh, It was basically when I was, I basically was into smooth jazz when I was 16, straight up. That was it. And regular jazz, too. Well, I think that's about the time I went to that punk rock concert. I was getting into Dead Kennedys, man. Oh, you were you were cool. Dead Kennedys. Doug, that's cool. No, but I mean, see, Brent, that's that's, t- cool. that's okay. typical though of that age. I'm not trying Me, to even say I'm cool. I'm just saying what I, I what I like. I'm saying but that I think you're cool. I was on this other level of friends smooth on jazz. the next level of cool. nobody. There was no kid <laughs> listening. There's no kid listening to smooth jazz, man. I was way ahead of people on that. I was. Just, I was. In, I you was. We're not a, ahead because I, no one ever. No one. It's. It's. It's as unless he, unless like one day in the future it's gonna be cool. That's the thing. No, I I was listening to smooth jazz when it was underground. I was listening to just classic rock or something dumb. You know. I, I, I think my first tape. The was the police? Yeah, and then Bad Brains. It was my first um, CD. By the way, I was listening to regular jazz too. I was a jazz person in, when I was sixteen. What, who is your favorite jazz? I mean, I was listening to you know, I don't know, Stan Getz and uh, Oscar stuff. Peterson and you know Ahmad Jamal and uh, you know stuff like that. I guess I liked Stan Getz, but I didn't. I didn't figure that stuff out until later. Well, until Stan Getz, I, I hate to tell you, but Stan Getz to me is a little bit of a precursor to smooth jazz. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, I had Green Day. That was my first tape. And oh, well, that's a little... That's okay. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, trying to think I'm older, me? so when that came out, I was like, nah. I'm trying to think about my first I, tape. I also, my first CD was I know my first Violent CD. Femmes. I think one Ooh, of my Violent f- Femmes is cool. I think my first CD was actually the uh, the soundtrack to the official motion, the official soundtrack to the motion picture "A Million to Juan," starring uh, Paul Rodriguez. My dad got it for free from some kind of convention or something like that. And, yeah. What's your favorite childhood memory? Also, John Tesh Christmas was was my other first CD. I think <laughs> favorite what? Childhood memory. memory. Oh, there's so many. You had a happy childhood. I'm just hap- happy and sad, you know, both. There's some nice things, and so, he's been farting a lot, huh? Bug's been farting. Yeah, a lot. I've been smelling it. Yuck. Ugh. Yuck. You guys want to hear a sick Dead Kennedy song? Sprint. What? You guys want to hear a cool yeah. Dead Kennedy song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Did you see Brent's face during that song, Doug? What? It's a grimace. No, no, I was, I was, I was listening. I was listening to the, I think these lyrics really changed, or like kind of... Like he's making fun of like corporate dopes. 
Terminal Preppy. It's kind of it's kind of the modern version. It's of like that a circus song. song. Of that song, um, "Little Boxes" from the '60s, you know. Little know. boxes fall and I'll go to university and it's like the same message. Oh man, that was just Damn. blasting in my Walkman secretly, so my parents didn't know what I was listening to. Did they say not to listen my, to those things? Cousin. No, I, I I don't know. I have this weird thing where I just didn't want people to know what I was up to. Well, yeah, my, my, I remember my I cousin. I was embarrassed that, because I knew they wouldn't be like, oh, I'm, I'm glad you're listening to the Dead Kennedys, Doug. I think I just knew that they would, wouldn't approve. Well, my, my cousin got the Two Live Crew, as nasty as, nasty as it would want to be, um, album. In, oh, 80, yeah. in Ooh, 1989 and we, we we would listen listen to that i don't think our parents really knew about that you know and that's some dirty stuff you, you know, know what i got when i was a kid um t- truly tasteless jokes do you know what that is that, that sounds familiar no. I think, yeah, sounds... it's these joke books yeah. that were like uh-huh. super racist and uh they just kind of like they were just tasteless you know they were like not just racist but they were like sexual Sexual racist, they made fun of Jewish people, Catholic people, whatever. Like, every type of social thing, there was, like, a joke for that type of person. How did you get them? I don't know. I don't know how I did, but I used to get these truly tasteless joke books, and I guess I was always just into funny stuff. But there, I I remember my, my friend's mom took it away. We went on, a like, a road trip, and I was reading my truly tasteless joke book. And she just like saw it and it's gone forever. <laughs> How old are like, you? Did you hate her mom? How old are you? I was in high school. Oh, I mean, like a high school? She wouldn't let you read it in high school? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you you better let's call her Send and get that shit. get that book back. She's I she's still friends with my mom. I just saw the pictures of them on Facebook. Well, then you better get oh. that book back. It's like Bart's mom. Ashley <laughs> says please tell Brent I think he's real cutie. Oh. <laughs> What does Ashley look like? Let's check it out. How old is she, <laughs> more importantly? People don't put their age on that. Well, there we go. Here we go again. I like you, Ashley. I like your style. When was the last time you browned your pants? <laughs> Ashley says that. <laughs> and Brent, your thoughts on Mr. Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> so the question for you is, when's the last time you browned your pants? I, and for it me, doesn't, it's, it just, I think it's for anyone. Who's it from? Um, Michael. Ooh, Michael. Michael. Let's Michael. see what Michael looks like. Yeah, let me Let's objectify peek, let Michael, too. Let me too. take a peek at that. Yeah. Um, brown my pants. What does Michael you know, look one, like? Once in a while, <laughs> like full logs, are you talking? <laughs> are we talking I mean, full log? We haven't, I've never done full logs maybe since diaper time. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's just not... <laughs> You don't want this is gross. If anyone, I just every, remember everyone. Ha, everyone eats some food, and you're in a situation where you can't make I mean, it, and it's going to happen. I mean, the last time that ever happened to me was straight up when I was in camp, and I was, you know, probably you know under ten years old. Camp food. What camp about food. like a Hershey squirt? 
Like Nestle. No, here's what happened. I just I farted and a little bit of poo yeah. came out, yes. and I I went to the bathroom and I noticed that there was on my underwear there was a little bit of poo. This is like That's under it? I was under ten years old. Yeah, I've never had a monstrous log set. <laughs> like I never did a log jammer or anything like that. What if that like and Mr. Doug, Rogers been like really hungover or drunk? Maybe that's happened to you. They get browned. I mean, they brown. Sometimes they'll brown. I mean, <laughs> um, the uh, Brent. What's your thoughts on Mr. Rogers? Rogers? Michael wants to know. I think Mr. Rogers is cool. I like Mr. Rogers. I watched him when I was a kid, and uh, you I want to know where's Mrs. Rogers. <laughs> Maybe and there's I, a Mr. Rogers. I think so he was a really there's another Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> he seemed like a really nice guy. Mr. and Mr. Rogers. Mr. and Mr. Rogers. He seemed like a really nice guy and really cared about um, entertaining kids and stuff. I like that. He's one of the good ones. I hope they don't dig up any yeah, creepy uh, shit creepy about him, you know? Shit. I don't think they will. He was just Here's my question for Everyone you guys. Everyone a skeleton. Who, who if, they, if they found out someone was, turns out to be a turd, like Jared Fogle allegedly is... But they have definitive proof. They got the photos. They got the tapes. That yeah. they're doing bad stuff. Who would who would you really be upset by? To find out to to have Bill our, Nye, our the hero science guy. That would be a bummer down. to hear about that. Oh, oh, like, like that. Who, like who definitive would, proof. Okay. Like, no, like say yeah. Who who would who Rogers would turn, who Rogers. Would, yeah, that, that's up there. But like, who? who Carl living? Sagan, not living. You, you, <laughs> Doug. If we found something out about you, yeah, that out? we would be heartbroken. But you know what? You know what's weird? Actually, here's the here's the crazy thing, guys. And this is what's the worst thing this, I can get away with that you? <laughs> but here's the thing. This is <laughs> the perspective. Here's a little perspective to put on these guys. Like, and if the Jared thing is there's full proof and all that, the the thing is, is okay. I know Doug. I'll, he's a cool guy. I know you. Let's just say you even, right? Okay, let's say I like, did something horrible. I mean, to me, it's like if something, if I found out about some stuff, I, w- I, c- I couldn't just, I wouldn't cut off my relationship with you. I wouldn't be like, okay, I'm not friends with you anymore. I wouldn't do that. I would just, I would, I'd think, okay, there's, there's a problem here. And I wouldn't abandon you as a friend, no. But wouldn't you question the truth no, but what of if the I, past? What like, if we're talking, what if we're talking like Dahmer style? What if there's bodies Murder, in the basement? Murderous decapitation. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what? It's, life what is if complicated. What fingers in Doug's basement? You would give me a second chance? Is that what you're saying? Kids. I'm not saying that. You know what, actually? <laughs> this is an interesting thing to think about because, um, yeah, I guess if I saw some heads in the basement, I guess I'd be would a little... Give me a se- I, I, would I, you give I, me a second I, chance, please? <laughs> Please, Please. It's, it's kind of weird. Like, how can yes you just, or no? How how can your your entire friendship with somebody be thrown away? Because well, what if I had a chemical imbalance or something? And yeah, I, no, the person's crazy. Obviously. Well, would you? What if I was crazy? Would, would you give me a second chance and I got better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. But that's what. I mean, wouldn't, that's what wouldn't fiction you? Is for wouldn't you? you know, get, okay, like guys. What if it turned well, out? Yeah. What is fiction for? That's a great. <laughs> No, that, that's what fiction is for, is to imagine yourself in anybody's shoes, no matter how horrible it seems from the outside. Mm-hmm. It, the fiction is to create empathy. Yes. And, and to acknowledge that we all are individually capable of anything. Yes. This is, this is the best point of this episode so far, I think. Thanks. <laughs> well, no, we're capable of greatest good, the greatest harm. If we can 
imagine that, then we can have empathy for, for anybody, um, no which perfect. is also problematic though, to have empathy sure, for course, anybody, you know, uh, um, you know, humanizing, um, Adolf Hitler or whatever, you know, how, what Adolf. does that do? You know, f- um, does that diminish another person's yes, experience yes, or not? You know, exactly, so, th- yes. so these are just questions. But there's just so many perspectives. Asks. Yeah. Who, who else would really be a bummer if they were, what about me? It would be a bummer. Bon me? There's no delicious sandwiches. <laughs> good that was good that's probably that was probably the, the funniest joke of the episode i think funniest joke you win yeah you know brent i would be like that would probably be the most shocking mm-hmm. if it turned out you were like secretly doing fingers creepy stuff what if i had fing- you found fingers you found heads what about actually. tyson what about chicken fingers tyson chicken fingers? no the astrophysicist oh neil's I thought you were talking about. <laughs> I was thinking. Fi- I said thinking fingers. You said Tyson. I'm thinking chicken. I'm thinking chicken fingers now. Well, what about Barack motherfucking Obama? I guess he's already well, not perfect you could in make our a, eyes. You could so. make the case that he has already right. done quite horrible things. Depends how you are. He probably has on, done more than we even know. But it, it depends on your worldview and you know you your, know who, your political ideologies you, and what you think. Someone in his position, like put it this way: anyone who is the president is going to be responsible for death. Death. But I mean, Clinton. Okay, yes. Are you going to vote for one way or the other? One way or the other. Then there's like the someone's dying on their watch, and you could blame them, or you could say, "Well, those people died, but maybe other people would have." You know, it's impossible to, with the bureaucracy and the way the system is set up, maybe it's impossible for you to be a president. Without and without people. without cracking yeah. a few eggs. Um, well, do, are you going to vote for Hillary regardless because she's a woman? I, I don't know yet. I, I will. I really don't. Know. I will. But we're, are you guys but, but crazy? Back to Obama. You're not. You can't vote for Hillary. Well, I don't know yet. She's, I am. She's coming around. She's being pressured by Absolutely. the extreme left and Bernie Sanders fans to really come to the type of legislation that we need. I mean, straight up because she's a oh woman, I want to vote for. I want. I want her in office because she's a woman solely on that. Feel the burn. I either want no, I Bernie mean, Sanders would... or I want Trump. <laughs> I want this. Shut up. I want the country. I want. To, I want Trump to take power. I think Jeb Bush and, is where it's at. And just see what happens. Okay, but wait. Going back to Obama, though. <laughs> so that we just have... actually like, okay, honestly? Okay, hold on. Can I just say check out if that if, happens. if Trump became president, it would be like. Biff, the Biff alternate 1985 <laughs> universe that they go back oh to after God. the we almanac. Have to do back to the, we have to go back to the few, to the past and fix the past. And don't you think it would be like that if Trump would. was president? Oh my God! Like it, totally it would, would be, it would I be saw the, the alternate. Yesterday, on the road, a real one. Yeah, maybe it was, it was like a right driving right next a, to us. Maybe it was a Lamborghini. It might have been. But it was. It, was it one had of those, like all those these doors um, that open up. Yeah, and it had all these uh, wires on the outside. Don't give me crickets. No, I was going to say, yeah, though. You're that talking about something and you talk about a car. I, no, well, about hey, back look. to the future. You know what? But the, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. The, the, that, that wasn't part of the script we were supposed to stick to on, oh, on, this, on this episode. That wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't the script. You guys, that's not what we rehearsed. That's not what we rehearsed, right? But listen, somebody like Clinton, he he did all, probably had to kill a bunch of people in, in different ways that we'll never know To balance about. the budget. And then, and on top of that, he, he had his own little scandal that people we're so crazy about so it's for him it was like the double you know who's the nicest guy who's the nicest guy chris wants to know carmy what are my most adorable personal habits or quirks (laughs) 
Okay, let's see. Doug picks his toenails and eats them. Oh, I do now. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't even touch them. They're long. They're like six inches. They curl around like Frito-Lays. Personal habits and quirks. Right. Well, I click, he, I click when so I walk with bare feet. Says oh, they, 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 wait, hold on. They, they, they curl around like Frito-Lays because there's also corn in them. Yeah, there's corn in there's them. There's corn in them, too. Straight up <laughs> full... Okay. That's, that's a real cor- full kernels. Corn, that's a corn chip. Doug Doug really gets in. He has his own fads. We were just discussing this the other day. Like he doesn't follow fads, you know, that are necessarily trendy. But he has his own fads. He gets so so into one thing, like gluten free stuff, but then he forgets about it a couple months later. And then he gets so 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 into that's a fad. That's a worldwide fad, though. Well, that's true. There's but, different what's ones. What's another you, one? That's like a better chocolate example. making. Chocolate. We we make chocolate together. That's pretty damn cute. And we make the best. Talking about making things brown. Chocolate. <laughs> you guys do it together. It's as really a couple. easy. Anyway, we went through a big chocolate phase, and it's it's faded out. A you little. know what? I gotta say, guys, there's some chocolate uh, you gave me, oh, and uh, I brought it over to my mom's house. And don't take this as an insult. It just, but it is still in the freezer though, <gasps> to this day. Some but chocolate you guys made actually. Why hasn't she eaten it? It just kind of got. Has she tried it? Yeah, we all tried it. Yeah, we all liked it. But I just well, there's the there's there's just some leftover chocolate. You know, stuff. Well, sometimes just gets stuck the batches uh, we we kind of freestyle it. We, we never we, measure the. Salt. We don't have it down to a science. <laughs> we we pretty much have it down to a science. But the salt, we we make it salty, and sometimes it's too salty. So I just wanted you guys to know that your guys' chocolate is still in my mom's refrigerator. <laughs> well, Freezer, go, actually. Tell her to eat it. I would love some chocolate. Let's make some tonight. <laughs> and we I make um, cashew butter, and make, we make chocolate uh, cashew butter cups. But what's another fad then, Doug? That you. What's one of your other things that we were just talking about? Oh, like lemon well, salsa making. My my special lemon. Oh yeah. Juices I make. Lemon juices. <laughs> I don't know. That I was into like for a week and then I Also like water harvesting, Doug is a really great conservationist and but it goes in phases for Do your parents me, really like Doug? Um uh, my parents, yeah, they met Doug and They like his work too. They like his work. Um, I think they've watched it and were like, uh, okay. They didn't understand it? <laughs> yeah, did they watch think... any Poundhouse episodes? Yes. What do they think of my character? <laughs> okay, let's ask them. That's who we should call up. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, what do they, but they, do they like, they like all that stuff? Do they like? I don't think it's for them. Oh, really? But they don't dislike it. Okay. I don't think that it's, do they, watch, they get it. They it watch. Is, it's not, mm-hmm. you know. My brother, however, has... Like knew he's a couple of years before. older than you, right? He's younger. Oh, he's younger, yeah. Uh, he knew Doug before I ever knew Doug. Oh, he was know, a puppy. Was, well, I mean, his girlfriend was for sure. And, really? Uh, yeah, and um, and I think is he totally like, stoked that you're going out with him? He's watched him and Eric and all that. He's stoked. Um, yeah, I think he's stoked. Your he, brother's he got stoked. To, yeah, he he met. I don't think he cares that much. He's but, totally um, stoked. But, uh, he he got to hang out with us after. Uh, you know Doug's tour and meet those guys. That he happen. was stoked about that, huh? <laughs> I don't think he cares, Brent. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, Ashley, but he's cool. Ashley wants to know about your first kiss for the two hosts and guest Doug. The yeah, same girl like, that likes like Brent. Our first kiss or my first one ever? First one ever? I think like I was first like one ever. I think I was like five, and it was like I was five too. <gasps> behind were? behind like the bushes, and then my my friend was like, "Okay, you got to kiss Dana now." Wait, what's your first real then, kiss, though? Man, I had a That's similar a real kiss. kiss haven't had one yet. Oh, I, I hear that. I hear that. I, you know, I was five years old, actually. And, what happened? Who uh, well, I, I, 
first of all, you can hear this track on my 2009 release, <laughs> The Night Shift. But well, I can um, get it for free right now. It's called the track is called Women, and uh, but what happened was is there was a, a girl I was friends with. I was five years old, and we used to blow kisses to each other as a joke, just as a joke. You know, we blow kisses to each other. And uh, one day she said to me, we were in my bedroom, and she said, "Hey Brent, let's um, let's kiss." And I said, "Okay," and I blew her a kiss because that's you know that's we, we just did that as a joke. And she said, "No, no, no, let's kiss for real." on the lips <laughs> and so i said and i said ah no i don't know about that oh, and she said she said she said oh come on brent it'll be fun <laughs> and i said and i don't know why i said this but i said okay fine but we have to take off all our clothes <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why really? i don't know why i thought so yeah we took off all our clothes what we got up on the to the top bunk well that's where i slept i slept on the top bunk and uh, I shared a room with my sister. My sister was in there videotaping. Oh, and, and I'm just no. kidding. She wasn't there. Um, but <laughs> it was in the top bunk, and uh, we took off all our clothes completely. <laughs> and I, I guess I just, I must have saw this in a movie or something, you know? Like one of the movies my dad's, my dad would show me late at night. Oh, yeah. And no, I'm kidding about that also. But it, I d- must have seen this in a movie, or I th- must have thought that when people kiss, they have to be in bed naked or something like that, you know? Or something. Um, and uh, I lied down on top of, I laid down on top of, this girl and oh my gosh we, yeah and that we kissed and yeah. uh, when you're five yeah five five wow. i didn't i don't think i had i didn't have an erection um but i did get erections at that time in my life so but it was possible yeah. it lucked out and then um and then my mom my mom did come into the room at one point we had her we had most of her clothes on except her shirts were off though and i don't know so you didn't take off all your clothes? No, no, we did. Oh. We, we had gotten mostly dressed, and then my mom came in. And I was a little bit kind of embarrassed. My mom didn't say anything. But, so. <laughs> so you knew something was scandalous about it. I, yeah, no, my, I knew that something was a little weird, yeah. Definitely. What about you, Carmi? My, my first kiss was in middle school. Uh, maybe it was like freshman year of high school. My first real... Oh, no, I have two... Okay, I have a first French kiss and a first kiss, you know? The first kiss was with this kid at camp. Wait, what's a French kiss? <laughs> we we uh we were the two short people at camp and so everybody was like well you guys should be together and i was pissed how old? i didn't like this guy but i kissed him anyway how old was it because <laughs> we were how both old? short how old were you i must have been i don't know 12 uh-huh. like just you know yeah and then um then my first uh kiss with tongues Yeesh. it was like so gross it was like it was like as do it faster than that faster yeah it was like the fastest tongue you could possibly imagine and i was like that's what french kissing is like this it was disgusting and it was at this party and i was like oh i don't think i can do this (laughs) how old are you then i must have been i don't know 14 or 15 and it was like a truth or dare kind of thing maybe six i have no idea anymore the truth or dare oh no that was like it was a guy guy that yeah i had kind of a crush on was Was he a skater this is a thing that maybe we should do was he like some kind of punk skater kid he might have been yeah Uh uh-huh yeah, he you like those bad boys, huh? I did actually. I really like. Still does. Bad boys. <laughs> I, I like this guy in high school with Absolutely the leather jacket. Still does. Yeah. And so, uh, would you guys go in the closet or something like that? Or? No, it was just in a corner of the party. And you, it and it was public. all like this. Yes. Uh huh. That's what it was like. I can't believe it. it and like my this. tongue was all like slow compared to his fast tongue. He's all like. And it was. Get yeah. down. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like it was being shot Luke at wants by his to know, tongue. Luke wants to know what tennis brand do I use? Head. <laughs> do you want to tell them how good I was at tennis for the first time? 
I don't I don't know whatever I there's a there's I got Wilson I got I got ben, Wilson I, baby I got, I got Wilson. you know I got a head I got I got I a little Wilson. bit of each I, I got Wilson. I don't I'm not a tennis um, I'm I don't a fetish I'm not like a brand the funny thing is I used to play tennis on tennis team in high school all four I, years. I, Finally took Carmi tennising last week, and she was pretty good. Yeah, I really haven't played since I was a really young kid, and I wasn't bad. Doug, but, do you feel Fred, any resentment? You do you, do I feel any resentment when I see my editing style being bitten on TV, in Ooh. commercials, and whatnot? Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know what? I was watching... Jay was over here, and he put on this show that was on HBO, and it was like a tennis show. It was like a tennis mockumentary with, uh, 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 with a Will Ferrell, right? Oh no no uh, no no! I saw it. It's, it's a, got, there's an English uh, guy in it, and then there's Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, yeah. yeah. And I was listening to it, and I was like, "Did I edit this?" It just like <laughs> had, I, it had, I don't know. It just had something about it. All the sound effects sounded, sounded kind of cartoony and stuff, like something I would have done. Yeah, man. And do I feel resentment? I don't know. I mean, I, mean, you, I I'm fine. Do you feel pride? Yeah, you it's like it's pride. like that's cool, but it's like, why don't you hire me to do that shit? But Doug, you're the voice. Let me direct it. Listen, why can't I have be on HBO? You're the voice of comedy. Like you created the comedy. voice of comedy editing. That's cool now. Like this, so I, it's, I it's not hand, even. I had a part of it. It's not even like biting your style anymore. Your style just is the mainstream it's like, style. It's like it's like biting the hand that feeds you. I don't feel resentful for that kind of stuff. I just do feel I do feel like me and Brent should be making stuff. People should be we should throwing be, we money should be, at you. We should be, be making. making yeah, we yeah, should be. It's just we would like to be making our shows. We want to make our shows. That's all. And it's is not really a resentment thing. It's more of like a when's it my frustration turn? thing. It's well, it's like, more just like do my thing. I mean, if you like the kind of stuff we do, and you want to copy it. Why don't you just have us do stuff? Go to the source. Go to the source. Go straight to the source. Yeah, people, HBO. People do ask me to edit stuff a lot still, but... And you say no to lots of things I do. Now. I do. I, I, I don't like being at, sitting in front of a computer for five months. He doesn't want to be an editor. He wants to be a creator. I do like to be an editor. But for your own stuff, though. Yeah, I just... Mm-hmm. Exactly. He wants exactly. to be, you know, making his own stuff. Totally. And as do I. And I do. <laughs> I mean, you guys have pretty sweet lives, but yeah, I, I ain't complaining. 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 It's not. I'm not. I wasn't telling you not to complain. I'm just saying that you're in amazing positions in your lives right now. I ain't complaining. But, also, but you got to be a little. But also, hu- you know, you got to be hungry. If yeah. we were a little, you, you know, it's fine. We're a little hungry. That keeps us moving. Yeah, keeps me moving. Keep the appetite wet. You're a fighter. Got my. I got my appetite on wet right now. <laughs> Stomach on wet. Brent, are you ever gonna reprint the Weinbach T-shirt, possibly with updated face? <laughs> <laughs> do you? I don't think that's what a, Cameo Bones wants to know. I don't think there's gonna. No, actually, I'm, I do want to get the shirts going back again. I sold the shirts for ten years, and then stopped making them because it, it was too much trouble to lug them around when I go on the road, and that was. And so I stopped selling them about four years, five years ago, or something like that. And then last year I bought them back for a limited time only. And um, they're sold out again, and now I think I will bring them back again, actually. So the answer is yes, but there won't be any update. Pepe wants wants to know, do you guys have any scary stories, aliens, UFOs, believers (laughs) in the paranormal? Get this podcast scary. 
But do you tell the people that you're, you answer their questions and to listen to the next podcast? They know. Do <laughs> they? my puppies. Push, push like on all the ones a that you puppy, answer. A puppy knows. Or a mother knows. Just make a, a comment knows. in there that says we've answered all of your questions. Um, by the way, there, there is a Slurpy Good, Slurpy Good t-shirt that Doug has, has that looks good that I think. Oh, well, that, that kid, somebody just asked if there's going to be a Slurpy Good shirt. Well, there is a design that I think both Doug and I liked that someone made. and you know. Well, um, do you guys have any scary stories? I have a scary story mm. that happened last week, and I would, I would want Carmiel to, to step outside of the room for a minute while I tell it. No, tell me. Okay, stay. <laughs> no, we were swimming at Manhattan Beach. Oh, I, go, yeah. I love swimming oh. at the beach. It's my favorite thing to do. I go every weekend all summer long. And there was some... I do body surfing, and me and my friend, you know, we go out there, and we body surf, and we screw around, and jump around in the waves, and there was some really scary rip current that dragged me out. And the next thing I knew, I, I was, like, in an uncontrollable place i couldn't control this it was like swimming in a river that was like going back like forwards and backwards you know like i sw- i it sucks you out and then it pushes you in and then you then it, then a wave slams you down and i got um a wave crashed on me and it it was like just being a rag doll falling down a in a dishwasher or something or in a washing machine yeah Did and i didn't you- know which way was up and i was like panicking and i get to the surface and I barely get a breath. And then like right when I do it, I see another wave slam me down and I couldn't, I was just completely out of control out of my, I was in the danger zone big time. And I was like struggling to get to the surface and thinking like, I'm going to be drowning like in a few seconds if I don't get to safety. Mm. And I got to, finally I got a, a second to, um, Obviously, I lived. I got. I got up for. A second. Are you alive I, though? Maybe you're. Maybe I didn't. Maybe this is. You got a ghost in the house. We're we're all your. I'm a ghost. Your perception. He's a ghost, you're imagining y'all. Us. But I I I got my bearings for a second. And I looked over at Mikey, and he was about twenty yards away, and he was smiling at me. He was in a little shallower, safer. He didn't realize what how fucked up I was. And behind me, there was the um, the lifeguard. I think maybe if I drowned, they probably would have fished me out in time. Probably just had a little minor brain damage. Probably just be like slightly. Slight vegetable. Just, just you wouldn't recognize me at all anymore. No, I don't know. That was a, that was a scary thing. That the rest of the day and through that night, I was like, like, you know, you get to a close call like that, and you're like, man, that was. And then somebody died like that week with a rip current in Venice Beach. Like the whole there's been crazy riptides, riptides rip currents because of El Nino or something. And it's like, it's, it was scary. And I was just thinking about that. Kind of like killed my buzz. Hmm. Nothing supernatural though. That's not really a supernatural story. Hmm. I don't really have any supernatural stories. I don't want you to die. I don't know if I talked about this before. That'd be a cool way to go though, right? Mm. <laughs> Makes me sad. Well, maybe when I'm older. <laughs> okay. When you're 78. Take my DNA, clone me. Let's just get cloned. Brian, yeah. do you have any scary stories like that? Uh, well, like, well, recent, like, did you say recent? It's just like, make, you know, he, this person just wants to podcast to get scary. Well, no, because I, I have a scary kind of story that is... Aliens, more, UFOs, believers in the paranormal? Well, this happened... It could, this, 
This happened when I was 13, uh-huh. but I I went to bed and I okay, I went to bed and I I'm, and I, I, this was a, this is going to sound stupid because it sounds like a dream, but okay. I, I got, I dreamt that I got out of the bed and I went into this room next to my bedroom and there was a woman in the bed in this room and it was all dark except this woman was in there and she was wearing, I feel like I might've told this already before, by the way. It's okay. But she was wearing a, a business skirt and a, like a business jacket and she had kind of strawberry blonde hair that went to her 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 neck and her eyes were just um there was something evil about her eyes I, I could tell there was something evil and her eyes were just whites they didn't have anything else besides them i mean besides the them besides the them looking white they also seemed evil also in addition to that and she gave me this message on a piece of paper it was handwritten and it said something about midnight I just remember the word midnight was in the message I really remember at midnight you should be on that show <laughs> that's another thing why don't you put me on at midnight yeah yeah I know put Doug on at midnight I know yeah Doug would be great on that that would be so much fun so it said something about midnight and she said you know you give this message to your mom and so um, I took the, the piece of paper and I walked out of the room and I, I remember just it was so clear walking up the stairway up into my parents bedroom and I remember going into my parents bedroom <laughs> and um, I, I was trying to wake my mom up and uh, I was trying to give her the message and my mom was kind of half you know she was sleeping and I kind of woke her up a little bit and she just was like telling me to go back to bed or whatever so I walked down the stairs it was all very vivid you know walking down the stairs and then getting back into bed, and I, I basically just... Oh, I also went into my bathroom for a second. I forgot. I went into my bathroom, right? In the bathroom was a floating head of a, an older man's face who was bald. And his eyes were just red. It was just red in his eyes. And I turned the lights on, and his the head disappeared. Hey, he was smoking. <laughs> were you smoking? And the head disappeared after I turned the lights on. Anyway, I went to bed. Then I woke up from the dream, right? And I was kind of sweating and stuff. And I realized it was just just a dream. Except the light was on in my bathroom. And so there's no, there's no reason the light should have been on in my bathroom. You know, it should have been turned off. And so it made me think. Wait, you had your own ensuite bathroom when you were a kid? No, I, I mean, I shared it with, I shared it with the other. Oh, okay. I shared it with a bunch of people, actually. But the bathroom, that was the one I used. I sh- well, I shared it with my sister, and we also, uh, um, I don't remember. I, I'm trying to remember if my brothers were using that bathroom at the time. Okay, what happened? Anyway, the point is, though, is that bathroom, like, is, it, it, there's no reason why I should have been. I know, I know it sounded like I shared it with a lot of people. I can explain it away with science. Anyway, here's the thing. Right now. The, here's the, this is the scary, this is the scary okay. part of it. Let me hear the scary part. The scary part is that, you know, did, did I sleepwalk this dream, one? You know, and <laughs> two, if even if I sleptwalked it, walked in the dream, just the thought of me sleepwalking and going into these this other room that's dark and you know having an interaction with this weird real estate woman, real estate agent looking woman, that's just scary too on its own. You know, and three, the other possibility is, what if it was all real? Yikes. 
Also, one time I had a dream where there was this homeless guy like pressing his lips up against the window. Ugh. You know what I mean? Just pressing his lips up against the window. Imagine that. That was a dream? I have scary a different dream. real life stuff. There's no <laughs> supernatural stuff that I can really think of. Yeah, I don't have any real life supernatural stuff. I welcome it. I have, Me too. I've Ghosts, slept. if you're out there. <laughs> no, don't invite them. I don't believe in ghosts, but don't invite them anyway. Ghosts, if you're out there, email uh, poundcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, I've slept in houses where everybody else has had ghost experiences, That's, but then, but I, I haven't. You know, I just must not be open to experiencing that. Yeah, I, get, I don't think I'm open to the experience because um, my sister claims to have had ghost experiences, but uh, and I believe her to a degree. Yeah, but it, it's, I believe uh, that everybody's like reality is there reality yeah and i don't want to discount it but i don't think that i would have that i've yet to see i've yet to see something yeah. but that dream is kind of scary though but I you think. know our 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 reality which we can i'm looking at this mug i'm looking at this laptop that's not even table that's just our own perception of what that's right what this is that's right know? exactly like colors or just what our mind has exactly to yes take in those light rays and make sense to our so, biological So maybe mind. we haven't learned to take in the rays of people who've died and are walking around. Truth's out there. You Let's know, I'm, 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 I'm supposed to... How long has this podcast been going? I'm supposedly <laughs> colorblind. Oh my God, we got two hours. Oh. I'm supposedly colorblind. I gotta get back to the two-way crew. Let's each say something nice about each other and be fairies. Fairies. Oh, that's a great way to end it. <laughs> and actually, the music right now is turning into like kind of more fairy-like. Yeah, in a way, it's you know? kind of mystical. Okay. Fair, oh, fair oh, enough. A little fairy enough. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, Doug, you go first. You say something nice about Brent and me. Okay, but after I say it, after I hear what you guys say, <laughs> you know, I'm going to think of something better and I could have said it later. <laughs> I'm going to say, Brent, it's great being the co-guest with you. You always come on the Poundcast, and you always, uh, you're a great person to collaborate with. You always bring in fresh ideas and a fresh perspective to the mix. Uh, you're a reliable person, very reliable very good guy probably not going to pull a Jared Fogel or so I'm pretty think. Com- I'm convinced of all the people that I know that you're you're one of the best aww yeah Carmi probably the best girlfriend I've had <laughs> the only one in right? the last year oh great hey no undercutting compliments <laughs> yeah it's fairy like man fairy like you gotta go un- no Carmi is very a very loving person and actually before that I had no girlfriend for like so many years that now that I have a girlfriend I've been able to like just like she helps me be kind of like get my get my shit together help me get my shit together and now I gotta spread my shit out again <laughs> just kidding I'm, no undercut I'm just kidding <laughs> What what can't what what can't I You're say so about embarrassed. you? You're just a wonderful writer, a wonderful girlfriend, who um, puts me on blast when I need it. 
puts my acorn on blast when I need it. <laughs> it's not really quite the. Go on. It's not quite the right usage, but yeah. That's it. That's that's all I get. That's okay. I mean, you you get that the point. Good. You're just a wonderful like wonderful person. That's <laughs> funny. Wonderful person inside and out. Oh, thanks, Doug. Um. And drives me up a wall sometimes, but. <laughs> See my voice, my voice, my voice just went up. Aw, thanks, Doug. Oh yeah. We bring a full circle. Let me just say, she knows how to spice food. I'm the world's best spicer. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much how this relationship has lasted a whole year. Because when we're cooking food, (laughs) she puts, she's putting, she's she's working with cumin, she's working with cinnamon, she's doing coriander. Cinnamon she's is the doing, secret ingredient to everything. She puts the spice in the relationship. She puts the spice in the relationship, and that's, <laughs> that's what I appreciate. Okay, Brent. Oh, okay. I think that you are... There's some things that aren't perfect about her, which I can go into now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, we can, that can be the next episode. Uh, Brent, I really admire your work. I think you're so funny and unique and, yes, accessible and also freaking weird. You know, you you do straddle both those things. I think that you, like, somehow achieve uh, this esoteric thing and can be this, like, cult figure and also... Cult my, figure. My mom might even like your comedy, you know? That's a huge thing. That's would, a huge I would, accomplishment. I would, love to, to, I would love to appeal to your parents. <laughs> and Doug... Uh, Doug makes me take myself less seriously i'm a very serious person and i need doug in my life to really like bring me back down to the ground and uh um feel what it feels like to be a kid again yeah well <laughs> doug is um I, I think of doug as having this i'm gonna take you out of the ground and put you in the sky <laughs> well, okay you do both but doug has like in buddhism like the beginner's mind so he sees everything as if for the first time and th- so there's just this joy that he gets out of everything like he sees like he's just so excited about the garden as if you know he's never had a garden before and um he's a child like that. Yeah, he's a child he is he's childlike in that way but also has a lot of wisdom and is actually like supremely uh emotionally intelligent like he totally gets people he reads people really well and uh yeah well thank you Carmi <laughs> um look uh what I have to say, I'll start with Car- Carmiel. Um, your book, I love. <laughs> <laughs> your book, I loved it. You read it. It's the best. <laughs> I have not read the book, <laughs> but oh, I give it five. I give it. I give it five stars. I'm going fairy Excellent. on that. <laughs> I'm going fairy on the book. All right, five stars. Guys, the ju- book just came, it hasn't even come out yet, so that's why Brent hasn't read it. That's right. Um, and, uh, but, but actually the truth is, is I've actually emailed Doug at least a couple times and told him that Carmiel is really cool. Aw. And I've. Thank you, Brent. And I've, (laughs) I've supported. Oh, you're not talking about me now. No, no. (laughs) I've supported the, this relationship behind your back. Aw. At least a couple times. So. There you nice. go. Five stars on the book. <laughs> five stars on the relationship. Or you being Thanks, man. not just a part of his life, but being a part of our life. <laughs> our lives. Next. Next. Douglas. 
Um, Doug, I think you have the best podcast. I love I love it. I haven't listened to a single episode, <laughs> but I give I give this podcast five stars. Um, your comedy's the best. I've never seen you do a set, <laughs> but it's my favorite. But we've done so many shows. You just you go. Where do you go? I usually got to get a burrito. Step or, outside. Yeah, I usually got a burrito, or uh, you know, I got to yeah, you know, go for a smoke break. I don't smoke, but I just go for a smoke break though. <laughs> um, okay, that's that's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> have any dates coming up? Yeah, I mean, with women. Spent? Yes. Uh, oh, I mean, right. you know, with uh, yeah, I think there's a girl named Ashley maybe in the mix. Um, Ashley, reach out to Brent. There's a uh, no Doug. Doug is I. Whenever people ask me who are my favorite comedians right now, Doug. I mentioned Doug. I always mention Doug in that mix. DJ Doug Pound is truly in the mix. He's truly in the mix. And, um, yeah. I'm going to be... And and I do have some dates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be at the Joshua Tree Film Festival on September 18th. Next Friday. Next Friday. I don't know when this will come out. Two at Crew on... September 13th in three days with Martin Short is going to be crazy. I'm going to be at Carmiel's book launch at Skylight Books in LA with Tim Heidecker. He is going to be he is going to be at the book launch doing some something something great. Something funny. Who something knows you guys what, haven't seen before. Who knows what he's going to do. Is he going to moderate the Q&A? No, he's going to read he these little essays. Mm-hmm. I could ask him to moderate. He does yeah. these essays that are completely pointless but hilarious. And I am going to be at Festival Supreme in L.A. on October 10th with Super Dave Osborne, Tenacious D, yeah. Andrew W.K., and those South African rappers. Really? Neil, Neil Hamburger. On the 15th of October, my DMV renewal is due. <laughs> Which October DMV? 12th is Columbus Day. Do not celebrate that day. He is a monster. Monster. Um, I have a show in North Dakota. Oh. How about this? Oh, yeah? This just came in. October 23rd, I'm going to be in Grand Forks, North Dakota at the college there. Oh. <laughs> performing at the college. And a couple more dates real quick. <laughs> I never do dates like this, so. You know, I would like. I never get to really. I never really do this kind of stuff. Let's good. Plug, keep do plugging it. here. Keep plugging. Nevada City, California. I'm coming back October 29th with JP Incorporated. San Francisco. Cobb's Comedy Club. October 30th, the night before Halloween. I'm going to be at Cobb's with JP Incorporated. JP Hassan. It's going to be an incredible night. Please come. I, I need my pound puppies at that show. Big time. I don't need these basic creeps. <laughs> um, I'm done plugging stuff. I, got, I have a few dates I want to mention. But before I mention that, I want to mention to any of the college, any college kids listening right now, it's a lot of fun uh, 
for Doug and I to go do shows together. Oh, that would so, be a dream come true. So, so if you're on, if you have access to the activities board at your school, let them know, and that, and we would like to come out together because that's that's a lot of fun. That's a great idea. Now, here's some dates: October sixteenth, um, I'll be in Vancouver at the Fox Cabaret. If you're not there, go to Carmi's Texas Book Festival. <laughs> yeah. If you're not if you're in, in Vancouver. In, if you're in Austin, Texas, go to the Texas Book Festival. I'll be there on October 16th. So October 16th, that's a Friday, Fox Fox Cabaret. Um, on October 17th, I'll be in Seattle at the Naked City Brewery. Oh, that's my friend's brewery. He started oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, Brian. Oh, wow. Okay. Brian yeah. Miller. On um, October sure. <laughs> October eighteenth, I'll be in Portland at um, the Doug Fur Lounge. Oh, that's my friend. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Just kidding. That's my fur lounge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Doug's lounge. And um, that will that show. What date is that one? That's on October eighteenth. Oh, oh I'll be in that's Portland a, the week a, before that. Oh, really? So that's a Sunday, and that will be in conjunction with, I think, this is in conjunction with the Portland. Retro Game Expo that is oh, happening there th- that weekend. Yeah. And so in conjunction with that, after the show, um, there's an there's an after party for the expo at the arcade ground control. And I'll be doing a DJ set there of um, all video game music from... Big ups to ground control. From the... Um, it's a must. 8 and 16-bit era of video game music. It's a, it's a must must see place. It's that was must- one of the coolest arcades ever. Yeah. Whenever you're in Portland, you got to go to Ground Control. Well, yeah, we all went there together Art. Yeah. last time we were there. Shout out to Art. Art. Yeah, Art. The that was Art. the best Art. pinball ever. Art Santana. October th- 3rd, I'm going to be at Bill Benz's birthday party. <laughs> but um, but anyway, the, so the, yeah, the Retro Game Expo is happening that weekend, October 17th and 18th, and there's all these things happening in with that, so look it all up online. My cool, sister's man. flying out October 9th. I'm going to be hanging out with her are, and my niece and nephew. Are you, should I tell people my book dates? So they yeah, just sure. Find yeah, them absolutely, yeah. Okay. absolutely. So let's see. Um, I'm donating blood on the 15th at 2.30 p.m. I have a meeting at CAA on the 16th. September, 5th, <laughs> September 15th, Skylight Books in L.A., 7.30 p.m. with Tim Heidecker. September 17th. New York City, uh, Brooklyn, Greenlight Bookstore, 7.30 p.m. with Colin McCann. Uh, September 21st, I'll be in at Kramer Books in D.C. at 7 p.m. Oh, I know him, Howard. And uh, so October 28th, I'll be in Boston uh, at Newtonville Books. Oh, that's my friend. That's, I like that's his beans. My, that's my friend's uh, beans. figs. Fig, <laughs> and, fig cookies. Um... October 6th, I'll be at Powell's, which is always the dream, you know, to go oh, back to Powell's. Yeah. Oh, I, I, love him, I love his, his partner, Peralta. And then, <laughs> I, love his, I love it when he was a co- colonel. Uh, October colon. 16th through 18th, I'll be in Austin, Texas. And then, oh, Austin 316. <laughs> November. One of my favorite verses. Oh, Austin Stories. November Howard Kramer. November 4th, I'll Howard be it all at back. Changing Hands in Phoenix. And November 7th, I'll be back in Portland for Word Stock. Word, cameo, word up. Word up. Word up, cameo. I, I, I hope that's it, actually. I think I'll be tired by then. Man, this was fun to talk to you guys for two hours. One of the longest podcasts. In- I hope your listeners really like 
stick with us through the difficult stuff and then and then come back you know i like get that to the end when I, we're, we're I, so happy i like that music that was playing just now yeah we should do a full we should just have full ambient i kind of <laughs> soundtrack keeps a good mood going it's kind of new agey so. and stuff yeah, i like that it's I'm trying to pull up Cameo, but there's a thirty full 30-second ad with no skip this ad. So you Maybe blame. we should just say bye. Thanks a lot, YouTube. Let's play Alligator World. I'm just going to play us out with a little Cameo word up. Thank you, Carmiel. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Brent. One of the best girlfriends anyone's ever had. <laughs> Thank you, Brent. One of the greatest co-guests. This pound... This, this side of the Poundcast. This side of the Poundcast has <laughs> ever seen. Oh, there's a real long intro for this world. Oh, I remember, I remember this. LeVar Burton is in this, right? <laughs> Isn't well, it LeVar I met, Burton? I met LeVar Burton. This video is hilarious. Yeah, he plays like a detective or something like that. He's like a cop. It's really I silly. Like, the lead singer looks like he's a menace. He's like very he, menacing looking. He's just got... That's, I would be really sad if LeVar oh my God, the cops was are a all child start, porn guy. All the cops yes. are dancing in a choreographed... Yeah, no, they, they, it, this video is really... All the videos are pretty ridiculous, but he wears a cod piece also. Oh, he does? The, the oh, he, lead singer He's wearing does. it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This guy is fresh oh as hell. God. You guys have to check out this video. I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Yunt. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. (laughs) Suicide Buddies. (laughs) That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century, Mm -hmm. and he, uh, one of the reasons... It's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. He's Like, I mean, if you yeah. lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> 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 That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> 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 I'm a 
I'm a bat. That helps people. I'm a, I'm a I don't know what you want from me. And, uh, my, and my, my girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My. Uh, my <laughs> 